0: Welcome back, boys and girls. It is the Unbalanced Note coming back live. Are you ready for this?
1: Y'all ready for this?
0: Cue the... Who did that song? (laughs) Too Unlimited, I think. Look at you, man. Yeah, Walking encyclopedia. Unfortunately, no, this. But I'm Brian Kluger, and I am joined by the man, the the uh the the vegetable to my pepper the the red to the pepper oh it makes sense his name jacob prometheus douglas (laughs) that is my new name
2: We call him Jacoby for short. Jacoby Jones? Jacoby Jones. Jacob. do you remember? I, I think there was a soccer player. No, Kobe Jones was his Kobe name. Kobe Jones. Yeah, he was a, we got he was there. A
0: but Prometheus, defense. I'm glad you're going by Prometheus. I, well, I, well,
2: I only say that. I only am saying that because I watched that movie last night. Do we call you Pro for short? Or Prometheus?
0: Metheus. <laughs> Meteus. <laughs> hey,
2: me- What's up, Metheus? <laughs> a fitting name for me. Hey, Metheus.
0: <laughs> Meteus. Uh, it's been a while since we've done our music show, the Unbalanced Note, here on the show. I'm so glad to be back with you. How have you been, buddy? Oh, you know how
2: I've been. You've, you've been they well. Tried to, they tried to kill me, but I came back.
0: You came back. <laughs> don't call it a comeback. Like they,
2: Jason, they just pulled. We pulled you back in. Pulled, they reeled me back in. You never pulled out. I pulled out. You pulled out. Oh yeah. I, Once. Every time, dude. I don't want no kids. No kids. Kids are not fun. <laughs> well, the kids are fun. If you have kids, that's great. Good for you. Way to go. Okay. Good, good, What a good. life accomplishment. I'm just glad
0: you're here. I'm glad we're talking. We're, it, I think it's been like seven months or eight months since we've
2: done a show. Yeah, dude. Well, I did, so, yeah, six months of chemo. And, right. Um, I think, although I like, did come over, more, like, early on, though. Yeah, so
0: the... Because
2: I didn't have hair. Right. Yeah. But then after that, yeah, we was, just kind of talked. I went to shit. Yeah. yeah and now
0: you're back with a vengeance. You, well, your hair's grown back.
2: A little bit. Yeah, some it's like, back. I
0: mean, it's a little red, but it's also, you got like a lot of blondes.
2: It's a lot of blondes. Yeah. yeah Are some, you a blonde now? No. Well, I hope not. <laughs> dude, if I am a blonde, I'm totally fucked in the in the the girl department, dude. Why? Oh, man. That was like my thing. Like... The red hair. Yeah, I was so used to it. You know, it was like... Because I got used to it early on, right? Right, right. Like... Chicks are either into redheads or they're not. Mm -hmm. So I was, you know, when I was young, I would get kind of bummed out. I'm like, oh, man, she doesn't like me because I'm a redhead. But then, you know, when I got to like my late teens, that's when I just kind of embraced it. Right. And went, whoa, this is like a fucking chick magnet. It really is, dude. (laughs) And now it's gone. Now I'm fucked. No. Because now it's just me, man.
0: Well, well, you're perfect the way you are.
2: Oh, you just say that. I
0: know, I do. I enjoy spending time with you. Yeah, it's
2: weird, man, like looking in the mirror because there's some black hair here and there. There's some gray. It's real thin, too. It's like baby hair.
0: No, it, 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 you said it earlier. You, you kind of look like, you're about to have your bar mitzvah yeah, and yeah. you're
2: growing well that's what it says it's <laughs> your like your facial hair puberty 2.0 right is what is is you get to relive that yeah, dude. can
0: you do like something with your voice
2: to make it crack i think maybe i don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it could go
2: lower maybe or higher right okay who knows this who- is all new to me Oh. I don't. I've never done this before, so I don't know. And You're not going to do it again. I will not do it again. <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, but here we is.
0: Here we is, and you're happy to be here. I'm happy to be over here. Yeah, yeah. And I miss seeing you, dude. I miss seeing you, and I think we're gonna have a a, a great 2020 of podcasting and music shows and a lot of things in store coming
2: up. I'm excited to do the fucking. Video.
0: Yeah, we're, we're going to bring video into this show. Um, and also, we've got to talk about uh, Prometheus over here. The name chain? <laughs> yeah, the name chain. He, uh, you have like a live show coming up that you're going to play in, right? The, uh, the band is playing. Yeah, the band is playing. Yeah. But you'll be there too, right? Yeah, yeah I'll be yeah. playing. Yeah. Are you be playing the kazoo?
2: Kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> spoons and washboard. Oh, spoons and washboard. No, you're going to be playing guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rhythm or lead? Uh, both. Both. Combo. Sure. Double Com- dipping. Combo. Like Dion Sanders. Sweet. Where is this place? When does it take place? The Foundry. The Foundry. You know over in Oak Cliff? Yes. Okay, yeah. So the 29th.
0: Of February. Yeah, so not Leap this, year.
2: Not, yeah, the extra day. That's, what, that's why we did it. One night only. Mm-hmm.
0: One night every four years. One every four Prometheus years.
2: Prometheus is coming out to play. I might be dressed <laughs> as Dr. Octopus, so that I just... <laughs> Really throw everybody off, but he said his name was Methius.
0: me Meth- Methius. Now
2: he's, <laughs> now he's octopus. <laughs> Telling you, dude, Jacob alright If you have better name suggestions, help me out. I think it get it doesn't get pretty. Uh, it doesn't get much better than Methius. What about Donald Glover Douglas?
0: Donald Glover Douglas. <laughs> I like that.
2: Like Clover Lang, got a got, got that. Just Jacob rolls. Kirk Douglas. Oh, Captain Kirk! Yeah, Captain Kirk. Oh, I get Kirk Douglas. There you go.
0: Captain Kirk Douglas. There's a lot there. There's a lot to do. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, so there's a lot to unpack. There there is a lot to (laughs) unpack there. (laughs)
2: My brain doesn't function the same anymore. I feel like it functions better. It will, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. There's there's like a I I don't know like a short circuit that happens every like thirty or forty five seconds. And I swear it's I've created like a not a stutter but seems like i have a speech impediment sometimes now i i don't get it i don't see it You'll at hear least it.
0: because we talked last week for like 3 hours and yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't I you're didn't. not worried
2: about it though no. and it might just be in my head
0: i well, i would tell you if you had a speech impediment You'd be like, hey, i'd probably make fucking, fun of you fucking retard <laughs> you yeah. learn how to fucking talk right <laughs> yeah what happened dumbass <laughs> what would you do
2: for the last Six months. Poison. <laughs> Poisoned myself. <laughs> That's what I did. And it was fucking great. Yeah. I did tell the at the place we rehearse at, uh-huh. the guy that owns the building we're in. Right. He, a couple of months ago, I saw him in passing and he was like, oh, hey, you know, hey, brother, how you doing? I said, oh, man, I'm doing great. And I was, it was being totally sarcastic and he, he was kind of like taken back, right? Like, huh? Yeah. I said, yeah, man, it's weird. Like, you know, the chemo, it. I swear it, like, turned my brain on. Yeah. Like, all these things that I couldn't do on guitar before, you know, or things I would, would have a hard time doing. Yeah. Man, it's just effortless now. It's effortless. And he, like, his eyes, like, shot open. He was like, well, I mean, how is that even possible? And I said, oh, it's not, that nothing like that remotely happened at all. It's actually the opposite of what I just said. Happened. <laughs> and, he, and then it just, I, like, bummed him out. You know, it was like a plane crash. He was just like, oh. Because he was excited. He was like, right. wow, cool, no. No side effects, huh? <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, fucking look at me, man! What do you, what do you expect?" So I'm curious. Going
0: through all the chemo and stuff, was there any type of music you would bring and listen to during that situation?
2: Like you would want to calm you? Or the first thing I did, man, was I made, I made like the ultimate. I bought a fucking. Imp- I made my first purchase on Amazon. Okay. Okay. So I bought. Or f- I made my first purchase for me on Amazon. Okay. I bought things on there before like for other people right i got my mom this yard gnome that's like shooting the two middle fingers right shit like that but never got anything for me right so i got an mp3 player which mp3 player i don't even it was some fucking cheap piece of shit one it was like 30 bucks okay some weird goofy brand i don't know okay but you could put a shit ton of music on it so that's that's what i did okay so yeah like you made a playlist dude a week well not a I just uploaded I, I went to my storage unit. Uh-huh. And I I have all my CDs and all of my Vans shoes that I buy. Yeah. I keep the You're bu- a
0: sneakerhead too? Well, I
2: am a sneakerhead, but I don't pay over $100 for shoes. That's crazy. Okay. You I let you do that. Okay. I cap out at about 70s pushing it. For okay. <laughs> Cuz I don't take care of shit. All right. You know, like shoes, I'm I'm just careless in. Okay. Um so you you had your storage unit. I you save, have all your I, CDs, I save all my Boxes that Get, the van shoes Right. Come in. It's like Star Wars shoes. I have. I have the boxes. For
0: yeah, that's them. awesome. Bro.
2: So that's what I have my CDs in. Okay. So I went through and I just pulled out. You know, like.
0: And I, some, I imagine that you have probably close to a thousand CDs. Probably though. over. Yeah, over, over a thousand. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I can't, I mean I've I never got rid of them. Right. You know I just kept getting them, getting them, and getting them. But, okay. Yeah. So I took out like fifty or sixty CDs. Mm-hmm. Uploaded them and then moved them to my MP3 player. So yeah, because when I went to chemo. Man, I was I would I would be in the building for maybe close to seven hours. It's a long time. I'd be in the chair, you know, going through the shit mm-hmm. for four four and a half on average, right? So, yeah, that sucked. It's like the entire Michael Jackson catalog. Didn't listen to any Michael Jackson, <laughs> although, I, but I did. So, to answer your question, I put on. I tried to think of like the most party like rock and roll type shit uh-huh like i wasn't in there listening to like david crosby right something that would just make me go look around and go oh
0: you, you did you go more for like the, the acdc and stuff like yeah. that bring the pain then lizzie okay
2: so iron maiden gnr you know like all my favorite right like my go-tos right yeah. but nothing really like I mean, I do have, I love, I had a bunch of birds on there. Right. But that's about as mellow as it got. Although, I don't think it really gets probably any mellower than that. The birds? Some Tom Petty. But, like, I wanted music that I was, when I was listening to that wouldn't make me think. Right. If that makes sense. Okay. So, I, like, shit, a lot of ACDC. Okay. Uh, Just because it's so, It it, I mean, it's just straightforward. These songs are about tits and ass. Yeah, fighting. Yeah. Fucking. So, they, they weren't, like. You're not going to sit there and reflect on your life while you're other watching chemotherapy. You right. Know, chemo go into your fucking body. And, you know, it's not. And fun.
0: it's a good choice, I think, you made with ACDC. I mean, it's fun, happy band. All
2: kinds. Of, yeah. I mean, it was more just more leaning towards just straightforward rock and roll shit. Right. So, yeah, I did something that I said I would never, ever do buy an mp3 player buy anything for myself off amazon and you did yeah
0: now how have you bought anything since then an unbelievable amount a lot of <laughs> a lot of insure actually yeah okay insure. all right yeah
2: all right but yeah so that's what i did all
0: right I, I i'm glad did you uh i should have
2: made a playlist though but that was too that was too tedious i just uploaded you know
0: songs the, and just went to the albums and they hit shuffle
2: yeah. I would just let it play through. Oh, I would sometimes listen to just, I'd find an album on there and just go front to back from it. Okay. But yeah, just mostly like barn burning rock and roll shit. Nothing that was going to make me cry like a little baby.
0: <laughs> I guess you didn't do any of that to AC/DC.
2: I was crying because I was like, God, they're getting more pussy than I am right now. <laughs> the 70, all these songs are about getting laid. You know, and I'm just like, this sad, miserable, you know, not a good look, right? You know, they ain't lined; they're not lined up, you know right? Know what I'm saying, but yeah, it was all right. I mean, it was funny being in there sometimes. Like there would be, that place is horrible. First off, the the chemotherapy like administ- administering floor of right. that building, ah uh-huh. uh, man, it's fucked like. Cause you see all kinds of, you all kinds of people, right? Right. But uh, yeah. Every now and then, though, I'd, I'd I'd cross paths with someone in there who was like as big a smartass as I am, mm-hmm. you know. And then you'd sit and have a conversation with someone, and it would time would kind of fly by, you know. Right. It didn't seem like you were there for almost five hours. Right. That's good. Yeah, it was awesome. But yeah, that place is that place is. I hope I never go. Well, it's again. behind. Although you I now. do have to go Tuesday. But not to get stuff in you. No, no, no.
0: (laughs) I mean, what kind of stuff in you? None of that. You're going
2: for a checkup scan or whatever? Once a month now for like... Six months? No. A year? I think three years. Oh, once a month? Something like that. Oh my goodness. Is it what you
0: had? uh, What'd you have? Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so... I guess that... It comes back. Is that why you have to go once a
2: month for three years? Though it's like I could be wrong on the th- three years part. I'm pretty sure that's what he told me, though. But they just monitoring like blood counts and doing right all and your that levels, kind of shit. And stuff, yeah. yeah. So I get, I mean, once a month. That seems about right. My dad had
0: renal cell carcinoma, and it came back. Twice after the first time he had it, and he had it all removed surgically. However, I think after those times, he went back, I believe, every three months for a year or two.
2: Yeah, see, so I, my last chemo was December. It was the day before, I think it was, it was two days before Christmas. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, and I've had. So you're almost two months out of it. Yeah, almost two months out. But I've gone. Right. Went January and I go this month, then I go, you know, I have. Right. It's like, I don't, I just have to fucking deal with it, you know?
0: No, I mean, it's good to get checked out. Uh, Are you, I had a question and I forgot it.
2: You fucking stoned goofball. (laughs) You're not even high, man. Uh, How do you know? I know. Uh, You know? Dude, yeah, because I've been, I've been steady high for at least, I don't know, a decade. (laughs) (laughs) But, I will say that. Within the last, you know, my my eighth month, eight months stretch right. here of, you know, getting through the shit, mm-hmm. I've definitely exceeded my intake. Okay, so I can definitely tell when someone when someone is it, or isn't is now. Is it? Well, I'm not, I guess. It's like if Maybe. you're a, if you're a Dracula, you know, other Draculas. Dracula. Yeah, you know, them. what kind of name is that? Blackula. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so
0: we're happy. Jacob Metheus Douglas is here. We're gonna be here for a long time. We're gonna long, to time, do long two, time. Long time. Two hundred episodes in the future. Um, yes. And then beyond that, we have a great show for you today on the unbalanced note. On iTunes, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You can find us all there. Our main event later on in the show, we'll be talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes. Very excited. We have uh, a classic album we're going to talk about. Of course, our one-hit wonder. Our question we brought to Reddit and uh, we're going to be doing a new segment on soundtracks, and of course, a band or musician we want to tell you about that you know nothing about. We want to introduce you, could, you.
2: You could, you can't just do that. No, can't we can't assume. do this.
0: We can't assume because it makes asses out of.
2: Yeah, just meat. because someone looks like a woman doesn't. They mean. might identify as a man. Right. So correct. You never know. We never know. Don't assu- assumptions are that's so 2019, Az- dude. So You're not hip with. You need to read Vice.com a little bit more. I do you know, not. Watch your microaggressions, bro. The, what's
0: a microaggression? I don't know. I heard it
2: the other day somewhere. So you I was just watching said that Don't Tase Me Bro video again.
0: <laughs> don't Tase Me Bro. Remember that? Yes. That guy deserved that. Oh, so good. But first, we're
2: going to talk a little about news that Jacob's very excited about. Dude, we haven't been able to talk about news. and I'm. I, this is my favorite portion of the show.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> Okay, because now so much shit has happened. No, so much shit has happened, but we're just going back recently. Oh. However, Jacob's excited about this. Faith No More and Corn have announced a tour. Dude, I fucking hate both of those bands. Well, what are you talking about? They're gonna be co-headlining this care. summer. I don't. And care. you're That's, loving it? No,
2: not at all, man. I like. I don't get Faith No More and Mike Patton. I just don't. I don't get it. Not my thing at all. Why and not? Then, I don't get it. I don't understand the I guess it's the same for people that maybe don't like Axel Rose. Okay. They're like they just don't like his voice. Okay. Same with Mike Patton. I I hear it. You know what? That tour mm-hmm. sums it up right there cuz I think no differently of Faith No More than I do the band Korn. <laughs> I think and I think that's a fitting tour.
0: They're going to start their tour in August in Denver. Uh, and corn had their latest album released late last year, called the Nothing. Which did you listen to it?
2: It probably did nothing.
0: It probably did nothing. And Faith, the last, they
2: put out a new album in fucking two thousand
0: September of two thousand nineteen, called the Nothing. And Faith No More's last album was in two thousand fifteen, so that has been five years for them.
2: Yeah, I could care less about that, honestly.
0: You don't want to be a freak on
2: a leash? No. Why not? I don't. I don't. I don't have anything it, in common with that kind of stuff. What do you mean? Not into hanging out at Hot Topic and wearing beaded necklaces and like pretending that I, I'm into art, like a, <laughs> like not I mean, ah, I don't. It's just bad. It's like, is it bad? It's rap rock, dude. It is. I don't, is rap I don't rock. like any of that. Okay, all right. <clears throat> I mean, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who recently though I did start listening to, who maybe is a kind of a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Is Yellow Wolf. I don't know yellow wolf he's a white rapper Eminem signed him like a long time ago okay he's pretty good I, I mean I think he's pretty good, but if I wanted to listen to that that kind of stuff, I would just go listen to that dude okay like i'm not I don't like rap rock so not limp biscuit no <laughs> <laughs> I would go well, actually I would go to a limp biscuit show i wouldn't you no I totally I totally would because I'd hope that
0: clown comes out and tries to drop kick we oh, have yeah, the, the i c p then same clown posse yeah That'd be great.
2: Are you excited about Faith No More? No.
0: Oh well, what, what? I
2: just knew you were secretly. No, I'm not. <laughs> you're not. All right, let's My, move. I would love Mike Patton is someone where like so he has this album called Mondo Kane where he sings in Portuguese, okay, with like this huge orchestra, uh huh, and that's that's great, okay, like that's really good. But so you're saying you're a fan? No, I'm a fan of that. Okay. That's like a ten. That's like ten percent of what he's done. Like if he just did like classical style music or you know it was croony like Dean Martin, right? I would be all over it. But that fucking man, I just Faithful More. That's just like just one of the most overrated, overrated bands I think ever. So you're not going? No, I won't be going to that. You don't want to see corn. Well, that guy when he makes the noises, oh, we know, we know, oh,
1: we know, we Remember that? Oh, you know <laughs> yeah.
2: No, why would I want to go to that? I don't know. It's not fun. That's not fun. People going to be there. I'm sure people will be there. There's how many people were at the Flat Earth Conference, right? People were there. People were there. Yeah. People <laughs> think OJ didn't do it. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: Let's move on. Ozzy Osbourne. He's been in the news recently. He made a
2: song with our fucking nemesis. Yes,
0: he did. Um, who is that nemesis? You know who it is. Don't make me say his name. <laughs> so he's the beer won't the, be named. The, no, I know exactly who it is. Bongs and Bentley guy. Face fuck. Yeah, Face <laughs> fuck. However, Ozzy Osbourne was going to go on tour this year, but he had he has canceled his entire tour Damn. citing health concerns. He's got Parkinson's. Meaning, I don't think he
2: might be around too much longer. Have you heard any of the any of the new Ozzy? Did you listen to the song? He I did hit? not. I would say try it, but I don't want to hear it. No, I don't want to hear it either. He shouldn't tour on that record. You know what's unfortunate, though, with that? That's all fucking Sharon. Right, it is. It's like he doesn't know what he's doing. Yes. And he they should have surrounded him with, like, let's just say that I hope Ozzy's not on his way out. But if he is.
0: No, you don't well, Yeah, you And don't this is it, the last
2: watch. album that he did. Yeah. Like, way to fucking taint it. I mean, why not get him around, I don't know. Other people he's made music with over the years, like Zach Wild or fucking, yeah, I don't know like Tommy Aldridge, his drummer when when Randy Rhodes was playing for him. It's like let, him, right. let surround him with people who give a fuck, right? Write a cool album,
0: yeah. So and the new song is called "It's a Raid," right? With Post
2: Malone and dude, Ozzy Osbourne. There's there's like th- three songs. There's he's got one called oh. "Under the Graveyard." Which is like that one's kind of okay, I guess. What's the deal with this? Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses plays bass on this album. It's interesting on some of them, but okay, yeah. It's, it, man, you listen, you listen to some of those songs, and you just kind of like, this sounds very rushed. I, I mean, I would imagine it is because Ozzy's not doing well, and but but but, all, but I mean, like, even with even if you just heard the music, like no vocals, right? It sounds like some school of rock kids. You know, just <laughs> – I'm serious. Like, it's just very basic, like, paint-by-numbers fucking
1: – Right.
2: I don't even no, know it if is. you call it heavy metal. I don't know. I don't know. It's – It's bad. I can't uh, believe they did it. Do you think Ozzy did it just because – I don't think Ozzy knows he did it.
0: Okay. Well, you're – that's a good answer. You I don't it like
2: it. It's that's a that's a frustrating uh, Or do
0: you think there's just so much money in it for him? It's like, yeah, I'll do he it doesn't, and it'll be royalty. That's what I'm
2: saying. He doesn't I don't think he knows what he's doing because if if he if Ozzie woke up one day and he went, "Oh, right, Sharon. I think I want to do a song with that face tattoo guy." Mm-hmm. I, I I would blow my fucking brains out because there's there's no way he did that. There's no way he woke up and, and No, was, and
0: pe- people are around him like, "Oh, you should do this. You'll make a lot of yeah. money."
2: So by him agreeing to it, that's a red flag that something's wrong with it. Right. Cuz he sh- he why would you do? why are you doing that? Yeah. I I mean to try to make him stay relevant. That's why it was Sharon, you know, hopped on the view. Yeah. Or did that show whatever, you know. Right. It's like, "I got if I keep the fucking persona going, we could sell more shit." Yeah. And it's like, well, geez, plan on having any integrity or wanting to, like, maintain a legacy at any point? Or you just want to do all all this dumb shit and make him look like an idiot? Right. I mean, it's bad, dude. Like, that music's bad.
0: Oh, I agree. I mean, every once in a while, if I'm in the car and it's on a certain radio station and I hear the songs from this guy, Post Malone, I immediately change it. Like, I can't do it. It's, it's, it is that bad. The
2: thing, like, the, the the weird thing with Ozzy is, like, he got he got fucking booted out of Sabbath, right? Right. And where most people were like, dude, this guy's done. He's going to drink himself to death. Mm-hmm. He's peaked. How are you going to get any bigger than Black Sabbath, right? And where most bands in the 70s that tried to make it through the 80s, mm-hmm. they most of them failed. Right. Few of them ascended up, like... You know, Chicago got bigger in the 80s. Right. Genesis Mm -hmm. got bigger in the 80s. Fucking Ozzy got booted out of Sabbath, came back, did those two fucking solo albums, right? Uh Diary Diary of a Madman and Blizzard of Oz and fucking obliterated everybody. Right. So what on paper should have been Ozzy's worst period, Uh he crushed it. He did. He fucking nailed it. Then you fast forward into the 90s. Okay. Music's not so great, you know, but he made two really good albums with Zach Wilde, right? Like No More Tears was huge. Right. Fucking great, great album. Skated through that. 2000s hit. Oh, rap rock starting to happen. And he made this album called, I think it's called Osmosis, maybe. Okay, And uh, that was like kind of his big, to me, like his first like big blemish I suppose it was like oh man this doesn't sound like he had much control over this because he's in the fucking he's a puppet you know right like at one point he wasn't but now he's so far involved like in the game of the how the music industry works Mm -hmm. he's kind of fucked right so now on the back end of this dude's career you're gonna someone suggested that it would be a great idea for him to do a song with Post Malone right Like, what in the fuck? No, it doesn't make sense. It's crazy. Like, it would be like, I don't know, fucking Tom Petty playing with Lana Del Rey or something. Right. Like, it's just, you couldn't be more opposite. And, you know, like, Petty is the most genuine, you know, real deal of an artist you can get. Yeah, And then over here, you got fucking clown shoes, right? <laughs> right. That's the same thing. Yes. Same with Ozzy and, <laughs> and fucking Post Malone, man. It's just like, who okayed this? I, I, it's all about the money, boys. But, but I, I, get, I, I do know that, that it is about all the money. But surely the people even on Post Malone's side would have said, this is not a good idea because the people who like you they're not going to all of a sudden become Ozzy Osbourne fans. No. And you, vice versa.
0: I remember when people had been playing, like, great artists for some reason have been playing with Post Malone or even, like, Kanye. Yeah. Paul McCartney. Remember the Paul Yeah, McCarty and they are like, thing? I can't believe Kanye gave this old white dude a chance. Yeah. And, and you're like, just dude, like,
2: it's a what? fucking what? Beatle, dumbass. Yeah. No, it's just... That, that's what I'm saying. They're catering to those people. Right. And that just... That... that, that it kind of makes me sad that he would like most people are most people of that generation now. Let's just say if Ozzy were to die tomorrow, right? Right. Those people would remember him as oh, he's that that old guy that did the that post did the, Malone, that did the post Malone is song, which crazy. But that's exactly how it would be, right? No, it would be. That's crazy. why those people need to be. I'm not going to say eradicated, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe just give them their own island or something, right? Go on, t- tattoo your face all you want. Put them in that that leaning tower Lean of in, Dallas. The, the tower that ain't big enough. Yeah. It ain't big enough. <laughs> ain't big enough. <laughs> no, dude. Like that's what's that's what's scary about the music industry is they could just overnight just make so- make something that is the thing. They can they can drive people to, to not, that. Yeah. To, but 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 by also keeping them from thinking right. Like these people don't know why they like this shit. Yeah. You know? They like it because they were told to, because all their other peers yeah. are, and they don't want to feel left out. So they're going to pretend and believe that that this guy's great. Oh, this Post Malone, he's incredible. Like, really? He's he's incredible, huh? He, he's not... What are, what are three things that make
0: him incredible? What are incredible things to you, then? Yeah, that yeah. too.
2: Yeah, and it would be, you'd get some of the most absurd responses. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, I'm. I'd like to... I don't know. Mike Patton and Sharon, if you're listening, let's have a powwow. Let's have a powwow. Let's do it. All right. Moving on to
0: another, uh, another tour announcement, which I believe Jacob will enjoy. Oh, God. Foo Fighters have announced the 25th anniversary tour.
2: I love the Foo Fighters.
0: Well, who doesn't, really? It's the 2020 Van Tour.
2: Which oh, yeah, will revisit
0: cities that the Foo Fighters toured through in 1995, yeah, the
2: first time they toured. Correct. Yeah.
0: It'll kick off in April in Phoenix. Very excited. Uh, They'll be in Arizona, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Wichita, Kansas, Knoxville, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Ohio, and I believe Ontario. So, real excited about this. Although they're not playing in Texas. No, that's this is pretty badass, man. Yeah, I can't believe twenty five years.
2: I can. I remember that. Old well, think shit. about it. Remember when when he painted his wall? You know that was. Him. Oh yeah. So he did. It not much time went by after he killed. After he, right after he died. Yeah. You know, that Dave was doing. He had already had those songs written. Right. They just they weren't going to be Nirvana songs. I mean, fuck. They were like the antithesis of that what Nirvana was about. Correct. But, yeah, I like, I mean, I, I'm a big Foo Fighters fan. No, I'm, I agree. I mean, they have Dude, the best music videos. I feel
0: like we should go to Wichita, Kansas and see them.
2: That's, you went to school there.
0: Well, I went to school in Kansas in Lawrence, which yeah. is 120 miles north. But, yeah, I went to school in Kansas, and I've been to Wichita many times, and it's a fun city.
2: Yeah. We should go. I wonder if they're playing like the – They surely they're not playing the same venues they played. Um, that would be incredible. I I will look mean but do you know? Well, cuz think about it. Like where they played? I I don't have a fucking clue.
0: So they played their it says it on here their um their tour um announcement they are playing at the bing, bing, in bing, Trust Bank Arena, which I doubt okay, that is yeah. what it is.
2: No. Yeah. Cuz I, I mean, they they're
0: not playing arena's probably Foo in 19- 1995.
2: <laughs> no. Right. No, they were playing like Gypsy Tea. I was fourteen. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. So yeah, though I mean they'll be in they'll be at basically like American Airlines Center here. They're cool.
2: I liked that time. Remember when the Dave they won a Grammy or something? Yeah, they won a big music award, and he went up there and accepted the award award and was like, "This I want this to be like (laughs) some sort of bastion of hope for people that." Still make music and don't rely on computers to do it for him. Right, like he kind of laid into yeah know, the 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 fucking Talking Heads, you know? Yeah, the fucking big wigs. But yeah, it doesn't get any more safe safer rock and roll than the Foo Fighters. But I like him, man. I like Dave Grohl. He's cool.
0: I like Dave Grohl too. He's a he's an internet meme as well. Is he? Oh yeah. All all sorts of good memes and gifs of Grohl doing nice stuff. Oh yeah, he is like fucking Mr. Nice Guy. He is. He's like the Mister Rogers of rock and roll.
2: Well, he's like yeah, he's (laughs) the big like the big rock and roll thing. I don't think probably could have happened to a more, I don't know, not deserving guy, but a nicer guy. You know what I mean? Like he does. He's never seemed like he's too big for his fucking. He ain't got a fucking ego like Mike Patton. Really. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't possibly have an ego. Why not? Dude, he was in Nirvana. Mm. Okay. I mean, he was like the he was in the background of Nirvana. So that guy learned how to check his ego real quick. Right. So, yeah, why would he have one now? But like some people just don't have that in them. That's they what just I'm saying. Like wanna... that, that's what I'm saying. Okay. He probably never had it in, in it, but if he did when he was in Nirvana, he he either was told to just sit back there and play the drums because yeah. this is a fucking money making machine. Yeah. Or he just got it instant instantly, <laughs> and I bet he did. He was probably just like, "Fuck, this ain't my show." Right. You know, I'm back. I'm supporting this dude. There you go. And that's he. He knew. He knew that.
0: I like it. Let, let's end on the news on that good note of the Foo Fighters, and we'll we'll keep you posted if Jacob and I are going to head to uh, Wichita, Kansas, April 18th. I can
2: tell you where we're not going. <laughs> Wichita, Kansas. No, Freak on a Leash.
0: Oh, frequently. Con- yeah, we're no, not going to Korn. No corn. I'll send Jacob uh, Methius to corn and faith no more, and I'll go to Foo Fighters. Dude, you
2: couldn't pay me to. You couldn't pay me to go to that. <laughs> Even if they had like a weird opener, right? Like, right. It, let's just say they had the guy we're going to talk about later on there. The, yeah, the masked. Singer. Yes. I still wouldn't go. All right. So no, no. So you get you 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 get a thousand bucks to go to a concert. You wouldn't do it. Fuck no, dude. No. Okay. Not even if you get, not even if you got me blacked out drunk. Okay, because I, I wouldn't want the remembrance of. Oh my god! I I can I enjoyed I it. Left. I was rocking. Yeah, yeah. I don't You're, want to do that. I don't want to do that. All right. Well, let's move on to another segment. Although where, you know what's well, weird, though, yeah, is that I say that I'm like, man, I'm not really into rap rock. Although I don't consider the Chili Peppers to do to be rap rock. Although he kind of gets into that territory. You think so? I mean, he does kind of say a lot. Okay. Names all the states, you know? Yeah. But their saving grace is John Shante. but we'll talk about that later.
0: All right. We will. Let's move on to our One Hit Wonder segment We where we take a One Hit Wonder. We talk about what song and the band a little bit. Uh, this, it's a great song, uh, released in 1982 before Jacob was born. <laughs> yep. That is...
2: Look at you. <laughs> How'd you know that? You
0: told me. I did tell you. <laughs> uh, uh, the song we're talking about, the one hit wonder, the, the band is Men Without Hats. And of course, the song is S, 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 S. A, 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 A. Safety Dance. Wigan is that dances. how that song starts? No, in the middle of the song it does that. They go through the whole word.
2: I'm not that familiar with, with this song. On so
0: the safety dance is a song by the Canadian group Men Without Hats.
2: No, Men With Hats. I thought.
0: no, it's Men Without Hats. See, I don't fucking know. And it was I didn't, I didn't do the homework. And it was released in Canada in 1982, and then it became a huge single, uh, a huge single in the U.S. Did a,
2: was this in a movie? Like, did a movie help break this song?
0: No, it just everybody liked this song. What are you talking about? <laughs> everybody liked it? In 1984, Weird Al Yankovic parodied a song uh, called, instead of the safety dance, called The Brady Bunch. <laughs> and he t- he t- I got to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been used in a ton of shows and movies that we'll talk about a little later. But uh, But yeah, this song, I mean... So the lead singer and writer for this band was Ivan Doroshok. <laughs> and he explained that the safety dance is a protest against bouncers at clubs prohibiting dancers from pogoing to new 1980s pop music. So basically, pogoing was um, like when you kind of like just bounce up and down, kind of like the presidents of the United States of America in peaches. Mm-hmm. Bouncers didn't want that in their clubs, so this was a protest song to that. What a worthy cause, right? <laughs> Gee, how brave! How brave of this group, it, uh, right? Uh, the bouncers did not like the pogoing, so they would tell pokers to stop or be kicked out of the club. So there you go. It's, it's a freedom of expression. You're talking song. about
2: like people would just stand in a one spot and just jump up and down like the fucking Linus on, y- yes, <laughs> Charlie Brown, thing. right? Yeah. So, like, if you hear that's the, be, that's the widest shit I've if ever. If you heard.
0: hear the lyrics of the song, it's kind of like it's all about the freaks and outcasts and stuff like that, being able to just uh, flaunt it and be fun and not give a fuck, not give a fuck. And so, so interestingly enough, they talked about this, of course, on VH1, and the guy, the guy came back and said the safety dance is not a call for safe sex. I guess people thought the safety dance was a call for using protection maybe men without hats yeah men without hats oh. oh uh which is pretty funny but yeah it's a it's a protest song and that's how it, it, it came into being it's anti-establishment
2: oh yeah that's got anti-establishment written all fucking over it don't it yes and so this song i was being sarcastic what are you talking about <laughs> the safety dance wait a, i
0: mean they can dance if you want to you can leave your world behind because the fans don't dance, and if they don't dance, then they're no friends of mine. Yeah, but wouldn't it – I mean
2: <laughs> I'm confused by this whole thing. What are you confused about? Well, so these guys wrote a song because the club they were playing at what wasn't letting people jump up and down?
0: Right. I guess
2: cool, – cool. so Wouldn't the, they just it, go play somewhere else? Well, in
0: the early 80s on all these new wave or disco pop 80s clubs – I guess they kind of wanted, like, you know, the usual just swaying back and forth, snapping your fingers kind of dance, but uh, people were pogoing, which is, like, jumping up and down and just, like, doing weird stuff. This, just, this is real. Not weird stuff, this but, like, is... in expressing yourself in a dance. And so bouncers were not for this and would kick you out for just dancing at a dance club. This just, just this further
2: proves that the 80s were the most useless <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Mistake of a decade, ever? <laughs> what are you
0: talking about? It brought us so much good stuff. Oh yeah, like what the fanny pack? The fanny pack is great.
2: Wrestlers still use them.
0: <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> pro wrestlers still. No, use I had seen a pro wrestler use one, in,
2: in for a long time. What are you talking about? I went through these pictures at my my roommate's house the other day. Yeah, of uh, when we were kids and we went to Disneyland. Yeah, and man, like not only are we wearing fanny packs. Because we're tourists. Yeah. But in the background, like of any photo... Everybody. Had, dude, it was a thing. I, I mean, had like... Was a, a fucking pandemic.
0: Like I had a pandemic. I had like, I had like a neon yellow fanny pack. You wanted people to see you had oh, it. I oh, I did. Yeah, and he, I had yeah. a Goofy hat on when I was at Disney World in 1986 <laughs> or something like that.
2: Yeah, we didn't have the hat. I, mean, I had the hat But I mean just like all these photos of the family, like when we were going on vacations and shit. Right. Fanny packs were... Everywhere, they're they're coming man. back. People wear them instead of purses. I haven't seen anybody wearing a fanny pack in a long time because I haven't been working. You haven't good, been out. I haven't been working. At, <laughs> I haven't been working at good records. Yeah, you know, there I you saw go. Them every day, it
0: was like, goddamn, you haven't been out. So so this song was number one and made the charts in tons of countries. This one song country is
2: number one. Yes,
0: where the U.S. made
2: on number one on Bill Sweden, <laughs>
0: New Zealand, Ireland. Uh, however. China did not like this song yet. I don't think it was even released in China. Because it kind of gives that anti-establishment do what you want to. You didn't like it.
2: Yeah, you can't even fucking use it. South
0: Africa loved this song. It was number one there. Where
2: diversity, diversity was happening in South it Africa was. in nineteen eighty
0: South Africa. It, it, Canada and Australia, all, all in there. So yes, it's been in there and it's been in so much stuff. They did a great segment in Scrubs. They, did, they used it in South Park. X Men Apocalypse, uh, the new Jack Ryan show. Wait a minute,
2: when is it used in X Men Apoc- Apocalypse? Is actually I just watch that movie. Okay,
0: so if you actually have the Blu Ray, there's a deleted scene where they kept the music in, and it's in that deleted. Okay, scene. Okay, don't
2: tell me what it is. Okay, I, I think I remember this
0: now. Right, it's where the guy that can stop time. So no, that's the, you're no. So you're thinking of um, that is. God, They're not the guy who can stop time. It's the guy who goes super fast and like saves everybody from the burning building. Yeah, but
2: it seems like he stopped time,
0: right? Yeah. And, you know they they stole that completely from a Futurama episode where Fry has hundred cups of coffee in a day and through his head. No, he drank a bender. No, no, he. So in the in the Futurama episode. The government gives everybody $300, and so was like, what am I going to do with this? Oh, I'm going to drink 100 cups of $3 coffee, and that's what I'm going to spend my government check on. And so he does that, and by the end of the episode, they're all at this fancy party, and the thing catches fire. And then once he drinks his 100th cup of coffee, it, like, flashes bright white, and he's, like, going super fast, saving everybody, and it's, like, going in slow-mo. And they did it in the X-Men movie with Quicksilver. Yeah. the same thing. The place catches fire and he's saving everybody yeah, to, all the, kids to the sweet place. dreams are made of these. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like everything
2: stops and he's <laughs> right. like chewing bubble gum or do, something. Do, do, he's do, like, do, do, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> so it's a deleted scene. Yeah, it's
0: a deleted scene. Yeah. If you woke it up on the, you know, the home video, if you do it on demand, they should have the deleted scenes. But yes, it was used. Did in, you like
2: that movie, X-Men Apocalypse? It was okay. It, it was, had moments. I thought it was like, pretty good. It's
0: It's okay. Um, so, yeah, it was in there. It was in the song or the, the TV series Dream On and Glee. I remember Dream – oh, I was thinking Dream a Little Dream. Dream On, the HBO show. Uh, not the Corey's movie. The Corys. Yes, the Corey's. So, yes, this this song – I like this song. And the music video is ridiculous. It looks like it was directed by Terry Gilliam – there's little people in it.
2: Yeah, Scarborough Fair. Yeah,
0: Scarborough Fair. It looked like they took over it and they just started dancing and going down. And it, it, it's it's English folk revival imagery is I, what they talk about. I do
2: like that the video has nothing to do with what the song is about.
0: Well, it's just these like odd looking people dancing like they want to. That's like that's the song.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, they're not jumping up and down in one spot. They're spinning around, and, like, it's like they're all hopped up on mushrooms or something. Right.
0: Do you remember the movie Biodome? Oh, yeah.
2: That song was in there. They actually all dance to it
0: as they're going around the Biodome with Pauly Shore and Stephen Baldwin. (laughs) They can dance if you want to. Man, I
2: used to think that 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 blonde chick in that movie was so fucking hot. She was also in Days... Or not... Yeah, she's in Days and Confused.
0: Joey Lauren Adams?
2: I don't know if that's her name. I think so. The blonde?
0: Yeah, she was in like Chasing Amy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Daddy? Yeah. Yes. Ch- Joey Lauren Adams. Yeah, she was fucking hot. Man. And yes, she was in Days and Confused.
2: What happened to her? She's
0: still make- she was in the latest Kevin Smith movie. Can we get
2: her on here? That would be awesome. I would just go, look, I've, been l- I've jacked it to you as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many times <laughs> she would probably love it <laughs> yeah so
0: uh use this is a wonderful one hit wonder you can find this i actually have the 45 with sleeve uh it is, yes it is from the album rhythm of youth so if you go to find men without hats rhythm of youth you will see the safety dance on the air from 1982 the
2: label was virgin records Good this He's shooting spe- people into space still, isn't he? Like,
0: yes. I mean, Men Without Hats had other singles, but none of them went to number one like this one. So this is truly a one-hit wonder. I people
2: dance like they wanted and to. And you
0: cannot name another Men Without Hats song. It is strictly – I thought it was Men
2: at Work. I thought yeah. we were talking about yeah, Men. That's the movie. Yeah. No, no, no. I meant like – Minute Work is the band name. Minute Work is a there, band. It's a movie. A band too called Minute.
0: Well, there is, but there's also a movie. Yeah. Minute With work. fucking
2: Charlie Sheen. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. You are right. Yes. You, you are ain't right. gonna stump me, dude. Uh, not yet. Oh, you
2: need to go outside. Oh, what's up, bug dog? You heard um,
0: Men Without Hats? She
2: said, "I gotta go pee pee." Okay. Are you gonna go? <laughs> Come on,
0: go. Come on. Go, go, go. Okay. Oh no. Go. Let's go. Go, go outside. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> what the hell? She just come by to say hi. Why'd you go to she the was like, though? "It's cold outside." Yeah, I'm a diva dog. That dog is a
2: fucking diva. Do you,
0: do you want something to eat?
2: <laughs> you need that dog's out of control, man. What look, do you mean she's out of control? Going fucking bananas. Look at it. She's <laughs> standing there, <laughs> standing
0: there, giving the puppy dog eyes for a bully stick. Hello. Yes, we do the the show out of the house and. Um, there's a sweet puppy dog. This
2: isn't a house. dude. This is a fucking sex dungeon. <laughs> sex dungeon.
0: That's true. There are whips and chains everywhere.
2: Everywhere. So, that is the one hit
0: wonder. Let's move on to the, uh, artist, the musician we want to tell you about, um, that you probably don't know about, but maybe you do. We don't want to assume as... Don't uh, assume...
2: No assumptions. It's best to not assume.
0: Right. So the the band the the musician we're going to talk about this this band uh, is a Canadian country musician.
2: Man, we're stuck in Canada. We are. Where's Justin Trudeau?
0: Yes. Doesn't he doesn't
2: assume anything? That's
0: true. And so the the artist we're going to talk about today's name is Orville Peck. Yeah. Have you heard of Orville Peck?
2: I have not. The popcorn.
0: No, yeah, or, or, or Rickenbackers or Orville's. Uh no, Orville Peck is a Canadian country musician who released his debut album called Pony just last year. I have never heard of this person, but the the man sitting across from me, Metheus, Jacob, aka Douglas, told me about this man. And I'm going to let him describe, so if you had, using one sentence, how do you describe Orville Peck?
2: Like a a quasi-psychedelic country version of Roy Orbison.
0: Okay. So you say this, so he's a psychic, so does he have a costume? Does he? Anonymity is key. Yeah. So he's like Buckethead. No. No. He's nothing
2: like Buckethead.
0: (laughs) But like, you don't know what Buckethead looks like.
2: Well, I mean – You know what he looked – you just don't know what his face looks like. Correct. Yes. Yeah, he wears like a fringe mask like you can't see his nose or his mouth. So he wears like a Lone
0: Ranger mask. Kind of with fringe on it. Yeah, with like the little –
2: yes. Yeah, and he – man, he's got some fucking great – whoever hooked him up with his clothing, Uh like his apparel, man, he fucking looks the part, dude. It's sharp. (laughs) <laughs> serious like you look at those old pictures of like the flying burrito brothers or you know yeah. buck owens and the buckaroos right those guys didn't look like they just threw on their clothes you know yeah like there's a it, there's a fucking killer presentation happening with this guy no right? the guy
0: looks amazing as we were watching uh, some youtube videos of him and he has an amazing voice yeah, and voice. he has a like an outfit that he wears that is unbelievably good
2: oh. well see like i used to think that you know, that's a gimmick. Like, it is what it is. You know, the guy's got a fucking gimmick. If he went out there and just wore street clothes, probably wouldn't be... It would be good, but it just... There's that interesting appeal to it. Right. You're like, man, what's this guy going to sound like?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. So Orville Peck is a swedenum. Um It's... That's not his real name.
2: No, he's got a character, which right, is, no, which it's is, great. It's like the dude from Ghost. Yeah, it's like Kiss as well. Yeah, same. They right. put they put on that. You put on that shit. Right, and then all of a sudden, you know, like I used to have this huge problem, like in middle school and high school, with if you had to get up in front of the class, huh, and like give a speech or something. Right, man, I I, I, I hated it. Yeah, it drove me fucking nuts because I don't like feeling the. Like, you can feel the eyes on you. Yeah. And I hate that feeling. So, I bet people that create, you know, came up with gimmicks like that. Yeah. I bet it's something like that.
0: No, I you think... Know, it,
2: there's some sort of... He might have done that. Like, yeah. a, like a shield, maybe, or... Right. I don't know, but man, this dude's... So, I just stumbled onto him because I was at work one day, and I opened a box. You know, we got a shipment in, and I opened a box, and the album cover is just the... Red, you know, red square. Yeah. And then at the bottom middle of it is, like, this dude's face with a hat on and he's got his mask. Yeah. And it was on Sub Pop, which is kind of – that's what that was Nirvana's first label. Yeah. And so they're kind of known for, you know, Seattle type, you know, indie music. Yeah. But they they also have all kinds of, like, fucking folk people on there. Most of the music on Sub Pop is – is good right like man okay these are really good bands and they're all over the place pretty diverse so yeah man i put on that i I said well this shit this looks interesting so i put it on and man i was instantly just fucking blown away before the dude even started singing like the production value of it the way it was recorded man it sounds incredible like it, it sounds like a classic like familiar sounding album right like if, it almost
0: sounds a little bit like Nick Cave, or yeah, even, it's,
2: it's got a Nick Cave kind of somewhat vibe to it. C- certain era of Nick, Cave. yes. Caves. No like I, murder ballads or something.
0: So Orville Peck identifies as gay, and nobody knows how old he is, but people think he's older than twenty, but younger than forty. I,
2: yeah, who cares?
0: So um, and no, nobody really, nobody has confirmed his actual. Like who he nah, actually they, is.
2: He was they've they've figured out who he is. Really? So some He's in like he was from some electronic Canadian room. punk band New Sensei. Yeah, New Sensei. I thought it was I thought they were an electronic band.
0: Yeah, so I I don't and know. It's hard
2: to fucking figure out who someone right. is with the internet now.
0: But I'll say this less than a month ago, Orville Peck performed live on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Like less than a month ago. So if you want to check him out, check him out there, or watch one of his many videos on YouTube, which have over a million hits, or just buy his fucking
2: CD, yeah, record. Hey, don't don't.
0: Yeah, he only has one. It's called uh, Pony, and the the song list are is kind of crazy. So some of the singles are Dead of Night, Turn to Hate, Hope to Die, Nothing Fades Like
2: the Light. It's pretty interesting, don't you think? Dude, he's he's a great lyricist too. Like if you. It just man, I love albums where when you hear them for the first time, you feel like you know it. Right. You're you like you kind of find yourself wanting to sing along to it. Yeah. But I didn't know any of I didn't know any of those songs.
0: Somebody on YouTube described him as the quit. It's like Quentin Tarantino kissed Roy Orbison with a mouthful of whiskey. And do you think that is a good description?
2: Yeah, I don't know about the. I mean, why people tend to associate Quentin Tarantino with, with music, music is.
0: Beyond me. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I know he likes to pick soundtrack songs for his movies, but I don't think he, like, really plays anything.
2: No. Yeah. He just, like...
0: Yeah, I don't get it. But anyway.
2: No, I I think... Yeah, it's kind of... I mean, that's somewhat accurate. Yeah, and the guy
0: seems like he's an amazing person, too. So... Well, he
2: did, so I watch, you know, Amoeba Records. Yes, I do know Amoeba Records. They do that thing on YouTube... Called what's in my bag, uh huh, and he, yeah, he a, did yeah. he did one. Okay, what was so, in his bag? All kinds of shit, dude. Okay, like, all over the place. Okay. Like like it like it should be. Yeah, like, that's why on the you know the amoeba thing when they, I like the ones where they usually have metal metal dudes in there. Yeah, because those are the guys that usually have the most diverse taste in music. Yeah, like they'll be buying fucking you know some ministry DVD, but then they'll also have like a. You know, Beethoven fucking, who knows? Yeah. Like, it's just a, it's a very, very wide lens. Right. No, I I get it. Yeah. But, yeah, he's cool, man. If if you're not familiar.
0: Orville Peck.
2: Orville Peck, yeah. Do it. I would start even with the videos, too. Watch a couple of YouTube videos. No, Is the any- one
0: little bit I saw was great, and I'm now a fan. Now I have to get Pony.
2: Yeah. The only, my only, no, fuck it, I won't say it. Say it.
0: Nah. Why? You nah, I won't do you, it. Can, You're just about to say it. Say what?
2: it. I, like, I'm not into, like, you know, the... <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, the, the least offensive way to no, say it. No, you can say like, it okay, offensively. Like, okay, when you read, they're like, oh, yeah, he's a gay this. Yeah. It's like, well, that doesn't... He just a, happens I mean, to be gay. He said he's like, identified as gay. But yeah. they market, they, like, in the marketing side. Like, if you, right. if you read anything about him, right? Yes. The headline is usually...
0: Gay Lone Ranger Cowboy. Yeah. Something
2: like that. And it's just like, what in the... Like, why does that fucking matter?
0: Because it might sell more albums. Well, yeah.
2: It's fucked up, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I hate when people... I hate that kind of shit. White, white rapper. Just a musician. Yeah, just a musician. Who dresses up. Yeah. And cool. he likes costumes. Yeah. And penis. <laughs> All right. He's well, good, though, man. Yeah, no, he's great. No, he's I am going to gay, get Tony. Gay, Munich. Who cares, man? As long as he ain't a fucking rapist. There you go. Makes cool music, man. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Let's do it. All right.
0: Moving on to our segment where we talk about a classic album that we just love. And we're just going to talk about it for a little bit. This... Uh, this uh episode we'll be talking
2: about Guns and Roses Appetite for Destruction. What a segue. Holy shit. To go from someone who could someone who is homo yeah. to someone who in the media did not like homo. Yeah. But actually never had a problem with them. Right. It's like my fucking I got Elton John in my CD player. Yeah. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. They gave Axel a hard time. No pun. But he did you know, he did have some questionable. I wouldn't say questionable lyrics, but you well, know, that song either. one in yeah. a million. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So no, it's but okay. Appetite for Destruction recorded January. Started recording in January eighteenth and finished in June twenty third of nineteen eighty seven. The the release of Appetite for Destruction was July twenty first nineteen eighty seven. One month after they recorded, they recorded all in California. And the, um, the label was Geffen. And then, holy shit, Guns N' Roses became one of the biggest rock and roll bands in the world.
2: Of all time.
0: Of, of all time. With songs like Welcome to the Jungle, Paradise City, Sweet Child of Mine. It, uh, yeah, no, it's crazy. It sold over 30 million copies. That's the- And it's
2: one of the best-selling records of all time. Yeah, uh, rightfully so. But that album, like, when it came out, it didn't people, do... No, people didn't like it. Well, it didn't do well. Then fucking MTV is what yeah. made it happen. Right. But I still, to this day, man, like, I'll I'll have conversations with people who are big, you know, really like Guns N' Roses, because there's not, yeah. like, the Fairweather yeah. fan. Like, you're either into them or you're not. Yeah. And uh, I still think that, like, if they would have only released that album... Like, if they wouldn't have done Use Your Illusions, you know, if they never did November Rain, Right. uh, You Could Be Mine, you know, the Terminator shit. If they never, if they only would have done Appetite for for Destruction, they could have, they would still be just as big as they are right now. Like, where they just did that tour that almost made a billion dollars or something, right? Yeah. They'd have been just fine with that one album. I think that because that album is so strong. Like, no, it, it it's, and at the C—that's also a testament to like how you sequence a record. Yeah, like song song order is make or break when you when you when it comes down to like a what makes an album good. Yeah, and what makes it great—that's a huge factor in it because if those if they wouldn't have started. Like, let's just say that they would have started the album with Sweet Child of Mine. Right. Not the same vibe. No, not at all. The first thing you hear on Appetite is that fucking real ominous slash lick for fucking Welcome to we'll the, the Jungle. jungle that yeah. delayed... Yeah. And then Axel starts... Welcome to the Jungle! Yeah, but you hear... But then there's this big... It's like watching a mushroom grow. Right. And then when it all hits, man, it's just like... It explodes. Yeah, no, it... It, it feels it, like you're at a concert. Like it has that – it feels like you're at a fucking concert when you listen to this album.
0: Right. And I, that's what I think most rock and roll people want to strive to. Yeah. So this album, um, the producer Spencer Proffer – do you know who that is? Uh-huh. He was hired to record a couple songs including Sweet Child of Mine just to test the chemistry of the band. Um, and then they recorded demos with the Nazareth guitarist Manny Charlton, and they actually considered Paul Stanley of Kiss to produce the album.
2: Yep, they wanted that. That's that. I remember Paul Stanley had a. He wanted to produce the album, right? And they told him. I think they told him no.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was rejected after he wanted to change Adler's drum set more than Adler wanted to. Yeah,
2: like they told they told Paul Stanley no thanks. So Mike Clink. Yeah. Uh, was chosen. Yeah, and he did. He did every Guns N' Roses album. Right. He did every single one of them. So and the first. Knowing
0: that, record. what do you think Guns N' Roses or Appetite for Destruction would have been like if Paul, Paul Stanley, Stanley were produced it? Failure. Do you really think so? I know so.
2: Why? Well, okay. What was Kiss doing right around that time? Fucking licking up. Yeah, they yeah, were mid eighties. They were like GNR just. It's kind of like the black penis joke we were talking about, right? It just <laughs> well, got to ha- be black. Well, no, yeah, exactly. It just yeah. happens to be right. Right. So Guns N' Roses to me was never like a hair band where, right, like, Warrant and Slaughter and yeah, you know, Poison that kind of winger. You know what I mean? Right. That's what Kiss was doing though. Kiss was more similar to those bands than Guns N' Roses, correct? Because Guns N' Roses was like. The younger version of Kiss. They yeah. were still doing rock and roll and weren't, you know, worried about the other <laughs> bullshit yet. No, it's... uh it
0: He would have... He, he would have ruined it. That's I what you're saying. I wouldn't say he wouldn't have ruined it. It but, would just sounded lighter and not... Well, the drums are what make that album. Right.
2: I mean, all the other... Like, everything on it is great. Yeah. But the drum sound that they had for that is perfect. Yes, I agree. So, Paul Stanley... He would have pro- fucking coked up. Woo! We're gonna get in here. We're gonna put some <laughs> put some sparkles over here. Oh know, my he would have just goofed it up, man. That's what he would have done. He'd have goofed it up. Because <laughs> that album has balls, dude. Like No, it does. I mean It does. He would have been good on like, you know, the song like Think About You or like Rocket Queen. Yeah. You know, the more ballady type ones, but they didn't need him. Like, I wonder if they just Got tired, like if you know, they say, like, don't meet your idols, yeah. Like, I wonder if they were like, they got wind of, like, hey guys, uh, you know, Paul Stanley might want to produce the album, and they probably all like, Fucking freaked out, right? Like, like whoa, That's awesome. yeah. and then they met him, and they're like, and then when they were like, not we, ours, yeah, we need, how do we get him to go home now, yeah. <laughs> You're like, why won't he leave? And he's like, he's like, fuck, like Rip Taylor, right? Yeah. Just everything's. Throwing yeah. confetti everywhere. Everything's flamboyant <laughs> yeah. and dumb. Like, dude, just calm the fuck, the fuck down, down, dude. Yeah.
0: So, all the songs that were written for this album reflect the band's personal experiences in daily life, um, which Axl Rose said of Welcome to the Jungle after he encountered a man in New York, uh, after this man arrived from Indiana in 1980.
2: Which is He's talking cool. about himself. Yeah. He moved from Indiana to yeah. LA to California. Yeah, not so New York. Welcome to
0: the Jungle. Oh, yeah. Well, Man in New York shortly. Yes. And then Mr. Brownstone is Heroin, which is pretty crazy. Yep. Um, so, yeah. The, it, so, great music. We'll talk about a little bit more music in a little bit. But the album artwork is so iconic, don't you think?
2: Which cover are you speaking
0: of? So, there is The Cross with the Skulls. And then there is like the
2: the rape cover.
0: Yes, with the woman uh, lying like motionless on the floor.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good on the street.
0: Yeah, so if you find that album cover, which I think they they recalled it. Yeah, they will not recall. Oh yeah, they they Some stopped them, selling them. Yeah. Yes. So they, I have it, which goes for a pretty penny, right?
2: Yeah, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, no,
0: it's great, but that that's the one to find. But most people know of the cross with uh, all the skulls of the members of the band on there. So Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction. It is a. Uh, it's,
2: it's have you ever seen my third grade yearbook picture?
0: Is is it you? <laughs> the
2: Guns N' Roses?
0: Look at you! Oh my
2: goodness. <laughs> I loved them, man. Like they were like they were they were one of the first. They were probably the first band i I felt like a right, I don't know, as cheesy as it sounds, like a connection to yeah I was just I don't know, I didn't even know anything about guitar or even music at that point, yeah, but there was something that I heard where like I instinctively was like, man this this shit's really resonating, with yeah, me. like I'm, I'm into this for some reason, and I don't know why. But
0: you said said earlier that Appetite for Destruction did not do well when it first was released, which was July 21st, 1987. And it only went to number 182 on the Billboard 200. It wasn't until actually almost a year to the date later later. that it actually started getting radio play and singles. Well, no,
2: it's because MTV played... The thing I always read with what really fucking made that album launch uh-huh. is MTV was fucking huge. Yeah. I mean, this, right. is, this is in the fucking heyday. Yeah. And they had like their formula during the day when most people are watching it. Right. So at night, they kind of got a little more, I don't know, lenient yeah. on what they would play. Right. Well, most of the people that are going to be fucking GNR fans are the ones that are up partying yeah you know they ain't they ain't working nine to five jobs right those people liked them too but yeah then they played the fucking sweet child of mine video yeah and then people like the mtv people were like man after we played that video people kept calling yeah calling and calling and calling and calling then it became part of their rotation and then boom it fucking it exploded it exploded a couple a couple of years ago i was at the we went to the fair. Me and Abby and uh, our friends Caleb and Amber. Yeah. And uh, I think me and Caleb proceeded to drink like I don't know, fifteen beers a piece or something. But <laughs> In we it were wa- it. man, we were walking around, and I couldn't believe the amount of like Guns and Roses shit I was seeing. Yeah. So then I uh, I just stopped some some dude, and I said, "Hey, man, what's your favorite?" What's your favorite Guns N' Roses song? You know, like an Appetite for Destruction shirt on. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh man, I'm not, I don't know, I just like the shirt. So then I, I, I kept asking people. Yeah. And I didn't have a fucking clue. Really? They just like, because it's, they marketed themselves perfectly. That, no. I mean. The, the artwork is what. That's sells. what I'm saying. Yeah. Just, good most of the shirts that I was seeing I mean, were I hear... the Appetite cover, because it's iconic. Like. It's like fucking the print. It's like the the Prince logo, right? Everybody fucking knows it.
0: It's kind of the same thing with Grateful Dead. They might like the yeah the, the, steal the your art, face. but yeah. they have no idea
2: what it's. But a song that's they that, But they're cool with that though, right? Because they're just like give us the fucking money. We don't give a shit, right? We got all you people fooled. We ain't real hippies. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they did like money though. They, oh, of like, course. Fuck God, I've never heard of the Dead playing a show for free. Right.
0: Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, This album
2: What's your favorite song on Appetite?
0: Um, for I think always For some reason I like Paradise City You know what the chorus of that song Was supposed to be? No
2: So it'd take me down To the paradise
0: down. Where the grass is green And the girls are I oh, want you please play Take me out. Yeah on. so
2: Slash had had something Written about Big titties and something else Yeah And the You know Of course the label was like Hey that's great But this song could probably get played on the radio. Yeah. And it ain't going to get played on the radio if you have that in there. So they rewrote it. What I, really? Yeah. I can tell you a lot of useless shit about this. <laughs> <laughs> take Take me home. So
0: I, I like that song so much just because of how it starts. It just has that... And then it brings in like one instrument at a time. But goes from, it goes from... It it
2: does want to like the classic right kind, it's the, kind of
0: like anthem and then it goes hard like doo, 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 doo,
2: doo, doo, Yeah, doo, well it doo. goes like it goes major chord. Yeah. You know, it starts major and the G chord is like the happiest of the chords. Right. Right? So if you hit a G chord, you're you're you instantly lift up. Yeah. So yeah, by the time that song ends, man, and they're in like fucking, you know, Chuck Berry on steroids yeah. mode. Uh Eddie Van Halen used to say that that was one of his favorite said that's one of his favorite guitar solos. No, it's a guitar great. solo in Paradise City. The yeah. end, that the end one. Yes, where yes. Slash is just fucking ripping.
0: Right. No, it's it's such a good and fun song, and it, like I like what it mean or like you. know, Oh, won't you please take me home? See,
2: man, my favorite song on there is Think About You. Okay, because that song they never played it. You never got it on the radio, right? But it just has the weirder like. That's the only song on there that sounds dated, but I, but I love it. Like it's, it's kind of the, the most 80s sounding song.
0: Um, rhythm guitarist, Izzy Stradlin, that was their, her, their song. Izzy Stradlin?
2: Yeah. Well, he, if you look yeah. at, if you look at the, the writing credits for yeah. all of those songs, most of them are Stradlin. Okay. And, and you know, W Axl Rose. Okay. Uh, he once he left like he so when they did Appetite they had already written like November Rain was written. Yeah. Don't Cry was written. Right. But they a, saved a, a him, lot yeah. yeah, a lot of things that ended up going on the Illusions albums uh-huh. they were already written. Yeah. So yeah, Izzy only did you know he played all that he played guitar on Appetite, he played guitar on the EP after it. Yeah. The Lies. Mhm. And then very very you know very few songs on. I think your usual illusions. He played guitar on. Then he was out. Yeah. So that's when like they, they, they that was their edge. Yeah. Like none of the guys in that band are, are replaceable. No,
1: I would say. That. Like it,
2: I went and saw him. You know the last the tour they did when Slash and Duff came back. Yeah. And dude, it was it was fucking great. But you need the other two. You got to have the other two guys. Yeah. You know, like they're they're key to that sound. No, I think but Izzy, the, Izzy is like the Izzy's like the Keith Richards of the band. He's yeah. the fucking glue. Like yeah. he's he's the guy that gave all of the songs attitude. And then Slash could just have a fucking killer foundation Execute, yeah. to, to just hop off of it right. every fucking time. And then the drummer. Steven
0: Adler. And then you have He was on, on the celebrity yeah. rehab show. Yes. That. And then the icing on the cake is the high pitched rocker.
2: And Duff, like Duff McKagan, fucking playing bass, dude. Like, yeah, they're, I mean... A perfect... They're the perfect band.
0: So, and they're... Are they going on tour right now?
2: They just announced another tour. Tour, yeah. Yeah, they're, They're not playing in Dallas this time, though. They're playing in Houston. Right.
0: So, Appetite- Or San
2: Antonio, one of the time, I don't remember.
0: Yeah, so Appetite for Des- Destruction, you can get the original, you can get a de- deluxe version, you can get a locked and loaded version.
2: Oh, dude, did you see the thing that they sold? I think like two years ago, the, I don't know, the 30th anniversary of it came out or whatever it was. Yeah. And... Man, they had a fucking box set they were selling on their website for a thousand, a thousand dollars.
0: The contents of the Locked and Loaded edition it came it comes with like tons of stuff. Bullshit. Yeah, you know it's it's the marketing thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking dice and a scarf. Yes, you're, you're like, uh, how about some music? Yeah, <laughs> and there, there's yeah, it's although they did recreate like all the whole because those guys were kind of the kings of like uh you
1: know, right.
2: flyers were key. Yeah. Back in the day. Like, especially if you were one of those fucking, you know, sun, Sunset Strip, star fucking bands. Yes. Like you had to fucking maintain that image of, like... Yes. Carefree, I don't give a fuck, you know, horse shit. But those guys always made really cool flyers. but And they always had great logos, too, like the two revolvers. Yeah, away with Guns N' Roses over it. I mean, it just, it looked fucking dangerous and then it sounded exactly <laughs> as it looked.
0: I love them, man. I know. I I I think it's great. I think it's, uh, I like them. And do you, if you had a dinner party and you can invite 10 people, would one of them be Axl Rose or Slash?
2: I'd invite all of them. That'd be my 10. Oh yeah? <laughs> well, not 10. Well, not That'd 10. That'd be five, but yeah. Just to have them all in the same room. Yeah. I Man, you know what? I always, I still hope, that Axel writes a book. He never will. But man, that guy's childhood was so. I fucked. bet you he has had somebody write down all of his stuff, and they will do one. Nah, I doubt it. Really? No. Nah, well, think about it. What do you mean? Try to see how many interviews you can find with him. He did. He didn't do interviews. So.
0: No, but he might have somebody that he's not ready to release it yet until nah. at some point. He'll really? Never, he'll never do it. He's
2: what? too. He shouldn't. That's like he's created his own like mystique. Okay. But he did have a really, really horrible childhood. I do know that. Well, there you go. But he seems very – he just seems very interesting to me. And he's like – I don't have Twitter, but every now and then there's a – I read that website, ultimateclassicrock.com. Yeah. So I don't know. Once every like six months, he – I guess apparently Axel blasts out some tweet about Trump. Yeah. Like that's what he's worried about. Oh, Um, my goodness. I'm like, dude. What are you you worried about? Yeah, you just made like $650 million on a tour. Yeah. Why are you worried about what that ass clown's doing? Right. It's not affecting you.
0: No, he's not. He wants to be part of the little people, the common folk. Yeah, I
2: don't get it. <laughs> it's weird. We like, he's never been that political. Like, he, I know he didn't like Warren Beatty for a long time. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. Like, remember when Tommy Hilfiger beat up Axl Rose? I do, yes. <laughs> like, knocked him out or something? Yeah. Like, how embarrassing is that? Yeah. I get knocked out by a toddler right now though. Dude. <laughs> Let alone Tommy Hilfiger. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even attempt it.
0: That's too funny. All right, let's move on to our new segment, the soundtrack. We're going to talk about a soundtrack from 1991 of the movie Point Break with Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves,
2: Mr. Matrix himself.
0: Mr. Matrix himself, Mr. John Wick himself.
2: I like Keanu. I love
0: Keanu. I've interviewed him. That's right, you have, and nice. you made him laugh. I did. It was great. So uh, this movie, of course, cult status movie. They made it. They did a remake. It is surfing and guns and bank robbing it's and all, skydiving. All of it. What isn't
2: in that movie? Exactly.
0: So the soundtrack. We're going to talk about this soundtrack because it's got cra- Fucking crazy. Fucking rat, dude. Yeah, rat. Nobody rides for free. It's got Jimmy Buffett on it. Volcano it's got Jimi Hendrix experience if 6 was 9 yeah, on was it.
2: Nine.
0: Uh, it's got Little Caesar, Wire Train, Ice T, Mark Isham, and Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow is on this? Hundreds of
2: tears. I don't know that, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's the ongoing joke at our at the at my parents' house now. Yeah. Is that if someone it's like who's Cheryl Crow the bathroom? when the toilet paper dispenser <laughs> remember cuz she wanted to yes. try to tell people to only wipe their ass that's, with one square I, yeah
0: and you're like, like how Bitch, this
2: chick's never had a fucking burrito before
0: yeah <laughs> she's just eating like lettuce one, one square <laughs> yeah California. one square what, what, what? if you're going to get behind a cause
2: <laughs> that's what Well, her cuz it was like environmentally conscious or something like right. that
0: right One square. Not gonna happen. Fucking idiot. It's like a roll per wipe.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: totally. (laughs) Just get it all in there. But I haven't
2: man, I wasn't like I'm trying to remember was this was the This was nineteen ninety one, so it was like
0: Surfer Rock. But was the the rat
2: song written for this movie? Because wasn't that like the fucking
0: Nobody rides for free. Yeah um and it is uh i'm i'm looking that up right now Did you see. know how like dochen yes yeah, like- so the song was presented to rat for the point break soundtrack okay. specifically yeah, and yes it does I, that's what i thought and it shows the band the music videos that show the band playing on the beach intercut cl- with some of the clips from point break yeah
2: that's what i thought cuz that that's how that's how they used to get were smart to get people to buy the soundtrack right cuz it's like why would i buy the fucking soundtrack when I already have oh, the yeah, song but like over oh, here. these
0: people made a new song for this. Yeah, it's yeah. only on the album. Right. Yeah. No, which, which is great. So yeah, Public Image Ltd. Shark Island. Um, you know who P, You know
2: who PIL is, don't you? Uh, I do not. That's Johnny Rotten.
0: Oh, that's Johnny Rotten's or John thing. Lydon. Okay, John Lydon.
2: From the Sex Pistols. Yes, Don't yes. call him... That's what he told us when he came to Good Records one time. He yeah. Did, he did a book signing. Really? Oh, man. He was a fuck. He, that guy was a prick. But he was supposed to be. He's a fucking punk... Old punk rocker. Old, yeah. Old crusty punk rocker, dude. But yeah, he's... I don't... I don't sign any pistols. Anything. You <laughs> fucking bring it in. I'm fucking not signing it. Yeah, I'm not fucking <laughs> signing it. So... But he was pissed at the right. Granada Theater, though, because they had put... He yeah, was, his name's not Johnny Rotten. His name's John Lydon. Yeah. So on the marquee outside yeah. on the Granada, it said, "Tonight, Public Image Limited featuring Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols." And yeah. So when he came to the Good Records on, yeah, the, he came up Greenville that way and he saw it. So he came in. He's like, "Oh fucking, you. you know them fuckers down there at the at the show? Y'all know them?" And we're like, "We know them. All, all right. Why?" Because they got to change that fucking marquee. He was pissed about it. But I'm like most people, are not going to know who John Lytton is. They're going to be but like, he, Johnny rotten, fuck he, yeah!" Yeah, I guess it's he's marketing. But, but that's the thing he wanted to separate it. You okay, know what I mean, he's like, "I'm not that. I'm not that person anymore." It's like, but he is. Give all the money back then. Yeah,
0: no, it's ridiculous. So we put we pick Point Break today, the soundtrack to talk about because it's a good soundtrack, and it stars. I mean, it's okay. It's
2: an okay soundtrack.
0: No, it's a good soundtrack. Yeah, but. But Anthony Kietis from Red Hot Chili Peppers is in the movie. What's
2: his last name?
0: Is it Kiedis? Do it again. How am I saying Kiet- it? Kieto, Kieto.
2: I think it's Kiedis.
0: Anthony Kiedis or Kiedis?
2: Yes. I don't know. Who cares?
0: Well, yes, he does. He he's in the movie, and there's so many people in this movie as well as Anthony Kiedis. Kiedis. Yeah. Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves, Gary Busey, jo- Laurie Petty, John C. McGinley, Buddy Holly's in there. Tom movie? Sizemore. <laughs> it's insane, but yes, Point Break, fantastic. If you can find the soundtrack, please get it on vinyl. There were they did a limited edition of two thousand records um, from in two thousand eight, including Mark Isham's score. So do it. It is good stuff. Do
2: it to it, Lars.
0: Do it to it, Lars. And now we're going to talk about the question that was brought up in relation to Red Hot Chili Peppers. Our question of the episode If you could insert Flea into any band to make it better, which band would it be? So, if you take the, the, the guy, the Flea, he's been in tons of movies, and uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, place him in any band to make their sound better or unique, what band would it be, Jacob? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I only ha- I have one friend who's just in love with that band. Yes, I don't know anybody else who's in love with that band. But well,
2: Chris, you- so Chris Squire, the bass player, right? Almost irreplaceable. Like- Dude,
0: you. Say, it's funny you say that because Brother John on Reddit said since the great Chris Squire has passed yeah, away, I think he might make a good fit in Yes. Yeah, he
2: could do it. Like Les Claypool could do it too. Okay, because it like. Similar bass tones, right? Like high, they're like high register bass tones. Yeah, like you can still tell it's a bass. Yeah, but it's not like doom do sub bass. Yeah, it's real mid and high high heavy. Yeah, so yeah, I'd maybe put him in. But I I mean, I don't think he would make yes better. I didn't know. I thought you were just gonna ask what band could he like? What he could he fit into?
0: No, what 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 band do you think he can make better? So in my opinion, any
2: band he would go play with.
0: Yeah, I think like the band sticks. I think flea being in Sticks would make it so much better.
2: Yeah, but he—that's—he'd be bored.
0: No, I don't think so. I think he'd be like in charge. I think he because Sticks is on the cusp of being like a heavy rock band, okay, but they well, never went
2: there. Let me stop you right there. That's where you're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Yeah, you are because the first two Sticks records, I can guarantee you—you've you've never even seen the covers before. <laughs> they're just called Sticks, and then the second one's called Stick. I think it's just called Sticks Two. Yeah, they're just like. Plain no, color ones, they're right? They're fucking heavy rock and roll albums. Okay. They sound nothing like they end up sounding. Okay. Heavy. I mean, they're you wouldn't even know it. You probably wouldn't even know it sticks. Okay. Kind of the same thing with like Ario Speedwagon. All right. Like before they got the big arena rock thing going, yeah. they were just the fucking, they were just, they were a fucking rock and roll band. Okay. So, so what they, happened? They started, they went, God, we like making money. Yeah. So we're going to start writing these little sappy fucking stupid idiot songs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That are easy for that require no thought, yeah, and people are going to eat it up, and that's what they did. So, what you're saying is my answer is wrong. I'm not. No, no, no. <laughs> there's no no wrong answer. answer. But I'm, I'm just trying to think of from his standpoint. Like he would do great in funkadelic. Ugh.
0: Like, but he would have. But George Clinton ruins funkadelic right now.
2: No, but he's always ruined it. But yeah. I'm, but I'm saying though from like a musically if flea joined sticks he would be going backwards whereas if he joined like funkadelic he would just be doing the exact same thing because that's all yeah did.
0: but that's it but if you make it better right it so that's Styx. why I, that's
2: why i said yes okay because his playing would also be better he would be having to play bass differently so what about like him joining um like if he went and played play primus it would be the same thing no well yes because it's it would. he would have to enhance his bass playing
0: okay so what about Flea join Genesis?
2: Yeah, that could maybe work. I you mean, if so? they did like early Genesis shit, like I don't want to see him do, I can't dance. <laughs>
0: you don't want to see him do
2: <laughs> Sledgehammer? Any of that shit. <laughs> any of that fucking 80s. We'll just sum this up real quick. Anything, any Genesis post Peter Gabriel, forget about it. Okay. I mean, I'm not interested. All right. I'd, I'd rather go to a Faith No More concert <laughs> than listen to Phil Collins era only Genesis.
0: So there is a line there for is. you with Faith No More. We can get you there. Yeah. So Faith, you have a choice: Faith No More or Phil Collins uh, LOL. Genesis. <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: out. All right. Sign me up, Mike Patton. Okay. But there. Because at go. least he might spaz out on somebody during. So the do
0: show. you think? Flea would be inserted well into Rage Against the Machine, or is it the same?
2: Yeah, I mean, he could, yeah, he he could easily play with any band on the planet. What about Aerosmith? Like, wouldn't be It would be pointless. Aerosmith? Yeah, it'd be, I mean, it would just, like, the bass playing in Aerosmith is, like, kind of an anomaly. Right. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's very, right. so most of it's very standard and, like, yeah. don't, don't deviate from the fucking formula type shit. Right. Although the Chili Peppers do have a fucking formula as well. But his his bass playing style is very busy. There you go. Yeah. King Crimson would be another good one. Like if he played bass with King Crimson, that would be badass. But like him joining Bon Jovi, it's like he's not going to make that better. It's just going to be Flea playing bass with Bon Jovi. Who the <laughs> fuck would want to see that? <laughs> I mean just to see Flea out there, I guess. But I, I don't know. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I was trying to think of a band that would just be like a good slide in you know, he would have fun in, I think. Right. And I think yes would be my answer. What were some other ones?
0: Uh that was really it. You're kidding. So the, the answer was yes. that I gave yeah. is the person Yeah. John yeah. <laughs> what was his name? Brother John? Brother John. J-
2: J-A-N? J-O-H-N. Oh John. No, no, I thought it was Brother like, John. Yeah, Wyclef John. <laughs> well that's a good answer, dude. There you go. I, I agree. There you go. Yes. So Brother John is a brother to me. There you go. Let's move on to our main event.
0: We're gonna be talking about red hot chili peppers, the American rock band formed in Los Angeles in nineteen eighty three. Anthony Kittis, flea Chad Smith, John Frusciante. Frusciante. Is it Frushante or Frusciante? John Frusciante. John Frusciante. Big fan. Big fan. Over 80 million records sold worldwide. And one of the only bands where all the members are still together from. Well, no.
2: V8. You've already gone too far. I've, I've already gone too far? Yeah, because this dude on the. This dude died. Okay. And then they brought in Frushante. Okay. So they did. So it was like. I think they did. Th- I think they did three albums with that guy's name was the Josh Klingenhofer? No, no, no. He no. so he's he comes after, after okay for Shante. So okay. they did Hillel Slovak was this guy's name, the okay. first guitar player. Okay, and I think they did three albums with him. Then Mother's Milk, I think, is the first one with for Shante. Yeah. Then they did you know four four with him. Then they did Dave Navarro. Okay. On that one hot minute album, yeah. And then yeah, Josh Klingenhofer has like toured. In John Frusciante's place since Frusciante quit for the second time, I'm I love this band. I get a lot of shit for liking them. I like Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, I, yeah, but I mean, like, but they're, but I mean, they
0: they went the stadium anthem rock, dude. I, that is on. my favorite shit, which is good. But their first couple albums, they really took their roots from punk music.
2: No, they were a fucking funkadelic cover band, is what they were. But. You don't think they're like punkish, somewhat, but I mean, I think they're more like I don't know, weird, like weirdo, weirdo uh, funk is what they're doing to me. Okay, like weird white guy funk. Like I don't really think of as think of them as a punk band per se because well, they, they were too good of players to be a punk band.
0: Well, they they were a punk band with rhythm.
2: Yeah, not just play whatever you want, and it's they kind of did
0: that though, like. But it had a semblance of like architecture in there, some some of it.
2: Well, it's the same like when you listen to like Alice in My Fantasies, right? Yeah. Like that funkadelic song. Yeah, that shit that shit sounds like it's about to go off the rails at any second. So but they keep it intact.
0: They do, and they formed their band. I guess one of the early versions of their band in high school, and I guess what their. Uh, First album was goddamn in '84, which yeah is crazy. Which is the year you were born in? Yeah,
2: yeah, they did. Like I think before, like from '84 to I think '88. I think they did. Well, they did Upl- uplift, mofo party crew, and then they did. Uh, also,
0: their, their their roots, I think, are from. A punk music, but isn't their second album freaky, styly, or whatever? Yeah, that's
2: the second one. That's George Clinton produced it. Yeah, George Clinton did that one.
0: So I think he did two of them. Okay. So what do you think George Clinton saw on them?
2: <laughs> These guys probably have some good drugs. Because <laughs> 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 if you read Anthony Kiedis' book... Yeah? Dude, he's like getting coked up when he's like 13 years old. I mean, he's 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 fucking grown women when he's 14 years old. Right. Because of... His his connection into that world through his dad. Okay, you should read his book. It's really really fucking good. All right, um, uh, probably one of the best. I would. I I've read a lot of like music related books just in yeah. general, like about Beatles recording gear and all this kind of shit. Yeah, this is one of the best books I've ever read. Really, man, this dude's so open with all of his shit. Because I mean,
0: he wrote. The, the Under the Bridge song and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, he's about, a fucking yeah. addict. You yeah. know what
2: I mean? So it's like, if you're going to go down that road and embrace it when you write a book, well, there's your fucking... You let it all out. Yeah. And that's what he did, man. So I'm like, I got to... They were the one band, usually without fail, like it, being up at the shop, like at Good Records, Yeah, where that section would always be completely full. Yeah. And people would go... Why do y'all have so many red out Chili Peppers albums? And I would give them two answers. I'd say, well, we have an electric bill, so people buy these, and two, they're fucking good. Like, right? They're really good. Yeah. And you know, some people would be like, "What do you what, really good?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Each one of those guys, everybody in that band that plays an instrument, will yeah. remove Anthony Kiedis, right? Yeah. So Will Farrell on drums, that guy's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Smith. Yeah, right? Chad. Yes. Chad, Chad, yeah. Chad Smith. Could he's argue, been there since the beginning. He could argue. Uh, he, you could make an argument for him that he is one of the best rock and roll drummers of all time. No,
0: he's so good. And like besides Slovak, he's been there since the mid-80s as well as John Frusciante. The three
2: of them were – Anthony Flea and Chad. Are, yes. They've been there from the beginning.
0: Yes, but – a lot of people don't know that, like Jesse Tobias, Dave Navarro, and Cliff Martinez were all part of this band as well. Yeah, which is crazy
2: too. Well, I mean, not really. When you start, that's what I'm saying. If you read, if you if you get a, if you get an idea of how much drugs these guys were doing, yeah, then none of it would be surprising. You, the only thing that would be surprising is how are they all alive, or how are most of how you know the one he, the Hillel that died. Yes. That was like kind of what should have been a wake-up call kind of for him. Right. But then they even went further into in the craziness direction. Yes, But I'm telling right. you, Flea as a bass player, maybe the best bass player of all time. No, because he... He just, when he's in the Chili Peppers, though, there's a formula. Right. Like they fucking figured it out, and John Frusciante and him... Cracked the code on it. Yeah, They cracked the code on it when they made the Blood Sugar Sex Magic album. Right. so They fucking had the – the
0: light went on and they
2: went, whoa.
0: We have something. We got it. Right. Because so before arguably Blood Sugar Sex Magic is the album that put them in front of the entire world. Before that, there are four big albums. There are self-titled album, Freaky Styly, The Uplift Mofo Party Plan, and Mother's Milk. It was, and so that was all in the 80s. And in 1991, Blood, Sugar, Sex, Magic came out. And that's right there, right?
2: Yeah, Rick Re- Rubin, baby. Yeah.
0: So with that album, which you have, you know, uh, stuff like Suck My Kiss, Give It Away, Under the Bridge, Breaking the Girl.
2: I love Breaking. That's my favorite song on there.
0: They're all unbelievably good songs.
2: Yeah. Like. The the bass player, my buddy Chris, who plays bass in the Joe Mack and Half a Nothing band. Yeah. Man, he's uh there's a there's a lyric in the song uh, Apache Rose Peacock, uh-huh, where Anthony Keatis is like, I got stopped by a lady cop in my automobile. She said, Get out and spread your legs and started to cop a feel. <laughs> like there's this long, like the way he kinda tells the story here. Yeah. It's fucking awesome, but he, my my buddy Chris, he know he's like the only person I've ever met who knows the exact part of that song. Yeah, and most people don't even know that fucking song on this album. They're like, oh yeah, right. I know that bridge song and the, you know, the suck my suck, suck my kiss. kiss song. Yeah, but that so that's like a heavy heavy B side. No, it's they, it's crazy how they did this. Um, well, and then they ended it with the fucking hot tamale and the red hot. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Right. And then the famous filmmaker, director Gus Van Sant, who did um with well, the movie with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon Goodwill Hunting, he did the art direction for the album.
2: Yeah, this is fucking I mean this cover is so 90s like the Right. Uh, tribal tattoo. Yeah. Kind of shit going on. Right. But a totally appropriate and fitting Album cover, no doubt about it. Yeah,
0: and I, I'm I'm gonna say this. My favorite, for some reason, my favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers song was an outtake of the, on this album, um, which made its way to the Wayne's World soundtrack, which was um Sica, Sica Mink. I can never pronounce it. You know, Sicaminko. Minko.
2: On oh, its on private parts?
0: No, no. It's it's on Wayne's World. Oh, Wayne's World. Yeah. Hmm. Sick of Ninko. You've heard that song, right? Probably. I love I love that song so much.
2: They were cool, man. They have a lot of songs. I I'm just a, I'm a huge I love John Frusciante, man. Like I think I think he's one of the most talented musicians. He's definitely in the, right. He's he's in the top 100 greatest guitar players of all time.
0: Okay, so after that album came out, they waited a few more years, and in 1995, they released One Hot Minute.
2: Yeah, with Dave Navarro. Right. And well, that has the Beavis and Butthead. Yes. Until they did Roller Coaster.
0: Which is a great cover. Yeah. I it, like that cover.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's okay. It's just not... Like, this, they... Let me think of how to say this without just <laughs> fanboying out. <laughs> So like the the early year like so before they did blood sugar sex magic, right? Right. That's like I look at that as kind of like their learning yeah. phase. You know what I mean? Like let's let's see if we can get our feet under us. And then they made three really cool uniquely different albums that when you listen to the first the self-titled Chili Pepper yeah. album and then listen to Mother's Milk, yeah, there's you can hear each album is like a progression up to where they're going as songwriters. Right. Yeah, because at first they're kind of jamming. Yeah, you know, and they're like, "Man, this fucking acid's killer. Let's just stay in A. Don't don't write any more chords. Stay yeah. here. You know, funk it out." And then when Fashante, when John Fashante came into that band, dude, that was like, that's like when Lennon met McCartney. And it's just bam, right? It, it's like the fucking the yeah the Adams. Det- detonating and creating this thing that's just yeah, you know, j- fucking enormous, right? right. Like, unbelievably huge and good. But so he came in, you know, did I think his first album is Mother's Milk. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's that's him on there. Okay. And then yeah, they did Blood Sugar Sex Magic and then they're they're huge. Then it got too big for for Shante, right? He's right. A fucking heroined out yes. weirdo anyway. And he's just like, man, I ain't into it. Yeah. And he quit. He's and- quit the band like four or five times. Right. So yeah, he quit. Then they did got Navarro in and did One Hot Minute. And man, that's just, I don't know. It's a good, it's a solid attempt. But-
0: well, they also did like their song that was a tribute to Nirvana and Kurt Cobain on this album. Right? Yeah, w-
2: whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. that album is just, it ain't good. It, it's not the it, chili. It's not the chili. Peppers. All right. It's a band that's like trying to hold it together and still use the name. Right. Then he came back, and they did fucking Californication. Right. Which is uh, yeah Huge. That, yeah. So arguably, I bet that sold. I bet Californication sold more than Blood Sugar Sex Magic.
0: Um, Californication sold a,
2: a, a lot, a shit ton, <laughs> dude. Because yes, that's the thing. Like every Shante album is. Bam. Huge. Over 15 million copies worldwide. Okay, so maybe it didn't sell more than Blood Sugar Sex Magic.
0: But, no, it it does. But on that album, you have Scar Tissue, which is huge, Californication, and Road Trippin'. All great songs. uh, But, and this was also um, Rick Rubin as well.
2: Yeah, I think Rick Rubin's done everything everything. from from Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Magic.
0: So... After that, and that was in 1999, they did 2002, By the Way, which I don't even remember. Dude,
2: that's a great album, man. That's a really, really fucking... That has uh You know the, you know the song, By the Way. Yes. By the way. Yes. I, but I song? don't
0: remember the album. I just remember, several years later, Stadium Arcadium.
2: There's a song on there. I think it's called... The Zephyr Song. Or That's a good one, fun yeah. On My Zephyr. But I think... It, I. I don't know if the song just starts with this lyric or if the song title is called this, but it... Is there a song on there called Cabron? Yep, Cabron. Okay, that song is fucking awesome. Okay, because it starts with like this super high. It sounds like flamenco guitar. Okay, and it's interesting, dude. It's badass. But that's what I'm saying. They from from with with Rishante doing music with them. When he's the guitar player. They're not a one-dimensional band. When you listen to the One Hot Minute album, yeah, they're very one. It's one sound. Okay, because Dave can, Dave Navarro can only do one. He can only do one thing. He's
0: influenced by so many
2: people, but he only sticks.
0: He, he has a
2: pattern, he and he's not deviating. He's not look right. Dave Navarro is a capable guitar player, right? But I'm telling you, in that I can, John Frusciante has what you can't like teach. When it comes to music and, like, feel. Right. Because he, he he plays very much like Hendrix. Yeah. Like, he's got that weird kind of flowing chord change thing he does. Thing right. It almost sounds wrong, but it's right. Yeah. But Dave Navarro just doesn't have, he doesn't have that. Yeah. Like, Freshante has a lot of fucking soul. Yeah. And his playing and his, and his writing. Yeah. Like, and you listen to his solo albums because in the period of, I guess when he quit the Chili Peppers the first time. Yeah. He put out like three solo albums. Yeah. And there's this really fucked up video where like Gibby Haynes from Butthole Surfers and Johnny Depp. Yeah. Who are like really close friends with him. They go over to his house and like, I don't know, Laurel Canyon or wherever the fuck he's living. Right. This huge mansion. And, they got a video camera and they're going to have an intervention with him. Like, yeah. Hey man, you need to, you got to go to rehab. Right. And man, they open the door to his house and it looks like a, you know, like an under the bridge scene from like the movie Warriors. Yeah. There's graffiti on the wall and this is like a multimillion dollar home. Yeah. And it looks like a, it looks like a scene from like, I don't know, the streets of like Hollywood right now. Right. And it looks like homeless people are going to pop up somewhere and. There's just shit everywhere. There's like a fire burning in the corner. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's sad, man. But he's just real, real bad out on dope, you know. But yeah. he, but in the pro, in that whole period though, like that two or two or three year period, he put out like six, five or six albums that are all good. You're like, wow, this guy's on this amount of dope, and he's and he's still some of it is unlistenable, like on purpose. Yeah, some of it just sounds like he's dying. Right. But the moments where it's like the genius happens, you can hear that like, man, this guy is is really like something special. Yeah. Where, you know, if Dave Navarro made a solo album, it would probably sound exactly like he looks. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's a perfect way to describe that. Yeah. It's like like he went in. He has goth makeup on. No, just the most generic. Yeah. Across the board fucking basic shit. Like uh,
0: like a a, a suave magician.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like Chris Angel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. We get it.
0: Yeah. So, and then they did Stadium Arcadium. Which, which, dude. Danny California, Hump the Bump, Slow Cheetah. Slow Cheetah's a great song. Yes. That Um, album
2: is phenomenal. Yes, it is. I'm glad we live... Like, one of the few things I do like about technology, like computers, for example, is... Sometimes I don't want to hear Anthony Keita scatting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And from the Cali from, from uh, Californication on, yeah. For Frishan- him and for Shante start sharing a lot of the vocal shit, right? Right. So I love how people can take an album and. So, like, being me being a guitar player, right? I could take a record, an album, upload it into a computer. And if I only wanted to learn the guitar parts, I could remove the drums. I could remove the bass where you you can just isolate a particular instrument. Right. So what somebody did with Stadium Arcadium, I listened to it all of the fucking time is it's only John Frusciante's guitars. Yeah. That's all it is and it is fucking awesome. It's good. That he could they could have released it just as that just instrumental. Uh-huh. And it would it would have done it wouldn't have sold nearly as good cuz people don't have the They're like, "Wait, there's no, there's no vocals. What, what's going on? You know, they can't like compute it. Like there's no problem listening to classical music. Right. You know any classical singers other than the fucking big guy? Yeah. Okay. There you go. You're just listening. But man, it's cool if you ever, if you ever get a chance to listen to it. Cause that album is like over two hours long, I think. Stadium Arcadium?
0: Oh yeah! Oh no, it's it's a huge double disc. Yeah, but I think it's like over two hours right. of music. Yeah, I, I do believe it is. And then several years later, I'm with you, which was their tenth studio album, and then their most recent one, The Getaway, from four years ago, um, which I don't know a whole lot about. Yeah, but I hear people kind of like it.
2: Well, I think that's I think Josh Klingenhofer plays guitar on that one. Correct. Uh, it's, again. It's just like, the, all the albums, so you even, you, you sub, you inadvertently, or not inadvertently, you, you did it, but you didn't even realize that you did it. And I'll point it out. Is every album from Blood Sugar Sex Magic you were able to name a song off of right. without even thinking about it. Correct. And then when you get to the two without for Shante again. Right. You can't.
0: Yeah, I don't really know. And, he, the, and the
2: only other one you could name in the middle of there uh-huh. was a cover. Right, so that lets yeah, you love know. is like a roller. Coaster. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. He's the fucking he's, he's the, the key ingredient.
0: So, interestingly, on their most recent album, Danger Mouse, Nigel Godrich, uh, and Elton John were part of it. So, do you think that? Do do you think that kind of not ruined it, but like put them down a peg, or I mean, there's still you, no matter what you did,
2: you did it again. Why? How many guest appearances did they have on their albums before that? None. There you go. Yeah, there. Okay, there you go. He's the band, dude. I'm telling you. Without like, without Fishyante, the Chili Peppers are they're just like okay. They are what they are.
0: Okay, so with this being said, um, what do do you think they'll still be around in twenty years? Do you think they'll still be making albums? Well, so.
2: Here's a little bit of see when we did the news earlier you yeah. must have missed it because They're
0: they're working on a new album with Forsante. comes
2: – basically like the re-
0: they, like I think this month they Forsante performed with he the came, band came, for the first time in 13 years. He announced years.
2: like a couple of weeks ago that he was he was joining back into the band. Right. So he can basically he has a he can come and go as he wants. Okay. Like they're gonna No, they're,
0: they're gonna listen to him. Well they they're
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hell. I mean, if Flea wanted to do the same thing, it would be like, fuck, okay, well, we wish you wouldn't go, but we have to continue on without you. Yeah. You know, if you want to come back. We are we got a spot. Yeah. But they open. have a fucked up dynamic. Right. I mean, these are like, because for Shante didn't, he just, these guys were friends. Yeah. He became, he came in and was like the odd man out. Yeah. But quickly established real quick that like, if there's an alpha omega. Mm-hmm. Uh, dynamic happening in this band. He's the fucking alpha. Okay. Because musically, what have those guys done on their own with as solo artists? Yeah, nothing. And his solo shit is better than the the Chili Peppers. To bold because statement. it takes well. To me, it is okay because it takes the aspects of some of the Chili Peppers stuff that I don't like. About. Right. Like I get, we get it, Anthony. You like singing about states. Why? Yeah, I know.
0: You, you sing about California constantly.
2: Yeah. Like, we we understand. Yeah, and it's like, could you... Is there anything else happening up there? Yeah. So the, when Freshante does just his solo shit... Yeah. You hear that, okay, this guy is definitely... For, for just the sound of the band. Right. He's He is responsible for, I would say, 70% of it. Yeah. And I think that might be being... Beyond fair to the other dudes. But as far as the Chili Pepper sound and where it comes from, yeah, it's 70% John Frusciante. Okay. And I would say 29% Flea and then 1% the other two. So what
0: you're saying is you're excited about this new album. Oh, yeah. Because they'll have –
2: dude, they'll do – I love – like contrary to – I like pop music, but I don't like popular music. music. Right. Like I don't like – music where i would say post i would say post malone Uh is pop music because most pop music is here and gone but but it's a specific sound to where if it comes on the radio you're like okay yeah that song like anything any of the hits off blood sugar sex magic right yeah i would consider those pop songs because they're catchy they, they are. They have massive hooks. Yeah. And once you hear the lyrics one time through, at least in the choruses, you know, like, what's the chorus to, to Californication? Californication. Like, but you yeah. hear... You even no, you you hear you yeah, even, like, you even hit the fluctuations yeah. that are right. Right. Because they're instantly, boom, that's a good pop song. Bam, that's a good pop song. So these guys do, like, super great rock and roll pop music. Right. But when... For is just him. Then it's just this super weird. There's no hits cause there's so. For is
0: the he's the mu- George
2: he, Harrison of Red no, Hot Chili Peppers. No, no, because Harrison in the Beatles was maybe responsible for fuck ten percent. But he probably was the best Beatle. It was my favorite. Yeah. But I mean to say he's the best. I mean McCartney. On- McCartney's great. McCartney yes. would be the best Beatle because he could play every instrument. He could play every instrument, and he can play different types of music
0: throughout the <sighs> years in different bands.
2: He would just be the on paper that when it, the best musician in the Beatles, okay. would be Paul McCartney, and best writer would be Paul McCartney. Pa- okay, I not, mean, who, how many Linden. number one songs did George Harrison have? Like if three. We're, if we're gonna, say, <laughs> if, well, that's what I'm saying, right? And the, and fucking McCartney Lennon had. I don't know what eighty seven. Yeah, something like yeah that. that was crazy. So okay. if you're gonna if you gonna have to say, I guess you'd have to establish how you're gonna judge say, the judge best. that. Okay, okay. But again, like we were just saying with for Shante and the Chili Peppers, we I can't name any hits off of those two albums. The later ones, no, after no, I can't Stadium Arcadia. No,
0: because he's been gone for thirteen years,
2: and you don't. He just has that thing, man. Like it's hard to it's hard to I guess describe it but (laughs) he took to me he's super special no he's he kind of also i think in a way try like saved electric guitar okay because when when blood sugar sex magic came out Uh uh-huh you had a lot of I don't know, bands like fucking Spin Doctors. It was mid-90s. It's Ugly Kid Joe and... Like fucking... (laughs) You know, Aerosmith (laughs) was doing ballads. Right. Right? You're like, what is... fuck? This is weird. Like, what's happening? And there were a few bands that kind of came along that kind of, I don't know, pulled it through. You know, like, we're not going to let rock totally shit the bed. Right. And these guys are one of them, but... Nobody was playing Marshall full stacks. Yeah, you know what I mean. And for Tay was doing it. Yeah, and where people were using, they were embracing, you know, computers and fucking synthesizers Digital, yeah. and all this shit. They fucking stayed. Hey, we're a four-piece rock band. Yeah, we're not going to do any of that crap, right? You know, like if we want, if we want this sound to sound like a, I don't know, a spaceship going over. Yeah, well, John Fashawn can figure out real quick. Well, cool. I'll just step on this pedal right here for 10 seconds mm-hmm. and then take my foot off of it and that'll create the sound we need. Yeah. So he's a fucking Sonic, like... He'd probably be a good person to, like, score a movie. Ooh, okay. He's got a great ear. I, lo- I fucking love him. But he. they also have this DVD of them playing it live at uh, Slain Castle. Yeah. And man, it is fucking smoking, dude. Like, they come out... Just the three of them, no Anthony. He comes, you know, Indian and out on the stage doing his fucking shit. Yeah. But, uh, man, they jam, they're jamming in between songs. They fucking, goddamn they're good. You should watch that if you've never seen it.
0: I will check that out for sure. Um, yeah, I, I'm a fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers. I will see them in concert. I will get their next album.
2: Yeah, I've seen, have you ever seen them before? I've never seen them. I've seen them twice. And they're fucking great, dude. I always make sure that I'm like get my I need tickets in front of Richanté. Like okay. I, I have to be in front of him, okay? Because he's man. I love. I, I'm a. I am a massive, massive, massive fan of, of his. Okay. And I think just I think a lot of it, or some of it, is partly due to the fact that like I can kind of relate to the guy in a, in a, in a few aspects of life Uh about like, man, you know, you've done some bad shit, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't have to like define you. Yeah. It's not going to dictate. You can let it do that. Right. You can let it dictate you. And if you want to continue to be, you know, a a not great version of yourself, right? Sure. You can do that. But then this guy, you know, he chose to like, sure. He fucking, you know, Ascended once, great, when they did Blood, Sugar, Sex, Magic, right? Yeah. And then the stardom thing was like, oh, God, he couldn't handle it. And then he crashed, dude. Like right. Like, quit the world's biggest band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, normal normal people don't do Some that. Some people do that. Yeah.
0: Dave Chappelle quit the biggest comedy show ever.
2: But you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, so he's, yeah, man, he's, he's fallen numerous times. But, man, every time he, like, it's like every time he comes back... It's kind of like a – Something big. some And it's different. Yeah. Like he hasn't – I don't know. It's like kind of like he's – like it's a, like an evolution of himself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he kind of like just puts it out there yeah, for exactly how it is. Yeah. You know, some that's what I think is so great about the Chili Peppers is there's a lot of wrong notes and like out-of-tune guitars happening yeah. on their albums. Yeah. But that's part of it. I mean, it's not supposed to be perfect. Right. Like, they just have that spontaneity that...
0: Kind of like what we talked about in um, Exile on Main Street, how that yeah. had so many problems, but it made the album.
2: Well, it's it, it's just... That's who they are. Right. You know, they, they tried to do the fucking... The Stones tried to do the disco shit. Yeah. You know? Like, after some girls, they yeah. tried to do something that they're not. Yeah. And they used all the same shit that all, everyone else was using to, to accomplish it, but they couldn't do it. And then when you you sit there and go, oh, Well, hmm. I wonder why that is. Yeah. I wonder why the Stones couldn't make a good disco album. <laughs> it's like fuck, because they're not supposed to. Right. Like that's unnatural. So for them, for the Chili Peppers to—I mean—I I think they've made two perfect albums. I think that Blood Sugar Sex Magic is an absolutely perfect album. Right. And Californication is, is from front to back, dude. Like. That album has such a – you know that song Dead Puppies? I don't remember. By like Ogden Edsel. It's it's this big like – the lyrics of the song are dead puppies are no fun. Yeah. But it's this real happy sounding like dead puppies. It's this real (laughs) operatic like uplifting sounding music. But the lyrics are like this is fucking morbid. Yeah. You know – Kinda of the reverse happens on California Cation. The music is real, real it's moody, it's dark. Right. Like you can hear that there's a fucking gloomy vibe happening. And then Kiedis comes in and, and does the happy- You know, which is I mean, I couldn't imagine anybody else singing with him. I mean I can't I can't think of anybody else I can't think of them with a different vocal vocal delivery. Right. Like even though I love Freshante's voice and he just couldn't. You need Anthony to make those right. S- to songs. have yes, the, but he's only the, he's just one percent of that band. I'm telling you, he's quieres. He's the he's the he's a key factor to the sound. Right. But I think he's only responsible for one part of uh, one part of the one one percentage of the band. Okay. And I I would be that is even a question. I don't think it would be a statement that I would say to him. Yeah. Like if I was across the table from him, like you and I are. Yeah. I don't think I'd go, "Hey, dude, you're useless in your own band." <laughs> but, but I, I would say I would go. If you had to write on a piece of paper, how, who's responsible for what in mm-hmm. this band, percentage wise, what yeah. it breaks down to? I would be. I would. I would. I would bet the no money that I have. <laughs> <laughs> that he would, he would, he would one thousand percent know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, and I think he would agree. He would agree. Like I agree with this. He wouldn't give himself. I just show up. He'd be like three percent milk. Okay, because it doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. You know, but three dollar bill. Yeah, there you go. But I think he would. I think he. Those all those guys. Anytime you, if you ever watch like an interview with them, when they ask, you know, hey, do you still talk to John? or you know do you, do you do this do you converse with them blah 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 and they all like anytime they ever answer a question you can tell it's like those guys are connected on a level that you know most people can't even get on yeah like there's a big spiritual
0: they've soul, been through a lot dude
2: there's a there's a there's a big soul thing happening yeah. with those guys so yeah they all pause and they kind of take a breath Uh-huh. And they all have nothing but great things to say about him, but he's such a weird dude where he'll, he'll just go, yeah, he just he just told us one day he just wasn't into it right now and he didn't want to do it anymore. And we were like, man, we can't, we weren't going to try to talk him out of it. Yeah. He's, he's John Frusciante. Like, right. If, he, if he's telling you he's doing this, he's going to do it. Yeah. He's already made up his mind. But he did a thing, I remember, like one of the times he got sober, he fucking, he didn't speak for like, Months, Do the, the the Nietzsche thing. I don't remember what it was called, but interesting. Yeah, he didn't he didn't speak for a very very it's like long a, time. That's like a monk thing. That's, well, that's yeah. what he was studying. He, yeah. he He started studying some weird some religion, not weird religion. They're all fucking weird. weird. <laughs> but yeah, he he. I don't know, man. They're fucking. They're cool. But I am looking forward to this to if they do a new album. I don't think I'm not gonna have like super. I'm not going to be sitting there thinking like, oh, this is going to be the best thing they ever did.
0: No, I think they'll
2: have a – it'll be a good thing. Yeah, they'll have a moment. Yeah, I agree. Oh, and by the way, did you see who's opening the Guns N' Roses tour? Uh, I did not. Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, hey now. Who also had a fucking killer We're Gonna Save Guitar Rock album come out right around this time too. Right. So we could maybe talk about them.
0: Next week. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, red Hot Chili Peppers Siamese Poon Siamese <laughs> uh, We are the Unbalanced Note Thanks for joining us it's, I know it's been a long show It's two hours right now
2: And you've been waiting We know you've been waiting patiently And we're going to send you some free groceries
0: Yes, we. Yeah, no we're not Uh <laughs> We, will, we, we have a lot of things in store and planned for this podcast moving forward. We are The Unbalanced Note on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Radio, and Spotify. I'm Brian Kluger. And uh, you can find me at Boomstick Comics, High Def Digest, Screen Rant, YouTube channel, all the good stuff. And then you can find Jacob Prometheus Douglas on Instagram still, maybe? Still just
2: Instagram. But you could also go check out my ba- my band. Yeah, they have a Facebook page that I don't have anything to do with.
0: So, what's the band? Joe
2: Mack and Half a Nothing.
0: Joe Mack and Half a Nothing. Yeah,
2: man, it's good stuff, and we're playing at the on uh, the 29th. at the, the Foundry. foundry. Yes, yeah, so yes. Next Saturday, you only get it once a once every four years. Once every four years, to get out and boogie woogie on a. 29th of February. <laughs> there you go. It's an extra long Black History Month.
0: <laughs> it is. Come celebrate. Come celebrate, yes. Um. And buy all the Red Hot Chili Peppers albums. Well,
2: you don't have to buy all of them. Nah.
0: Buy try Orville.
2: To to, try to listen to One Hot Minute. Try to try yeah. to get through it without going, God, I really want to skip this. All yeah. Uh, look
0: into Orville Peck.
2: Oh, Yeah. Definitely do that.
0: Look into the Point Break soundtrack.
2: Man, that would be a killer fucking show. What? Orville Peck opening for the Chili Peppers. That'd be sweet. Dude. Let's get on the ball and see if we can make get that some happen. money out of yeah. it. Yeah. Just we'll an idea. It. Yeah, it's an idea. You can say it's yours, but just pay me.
0: Just pay you. Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week on The Unbalanced Note. Find us. We love you. Welcome back, Jacob Methius. Like I never left.